Desert trip in 2016. It's the Desert Trip Special 2016. Yeah, what's up, guys? Special edition today. We are talking about uh, the recently um, occurring desert trip out in Coachella Valley, California. Uh, and not just, uh, we didn't go to Joshua Tree like a bunch of fucking hippies and take mushrooms and, uh, you know, wax poetically about philosophy and space and whatnot. George, have, George and I have already found ourselves. We don't need that yeah, junk anymore. We've we're been, off the junk. We're off the mushroom junk. Been there, done that. You know, we, uh, we're we on the straight and narrow now, but... Uh, but on a higher plan. Much higher plan. Drinking kale shakes. Y- yeah. Drinking that, beer. Um, Sorry. Green tea made from uh, cruelty-free uh, leaves. Quilty-free. Yeah, they, they make quilts out of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I learned that at Desert Trip. Yeah, uh, I mean, I already knew that because, you know, I'm on a higher plane. But we went to go see um, arguably the, 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 the most powerful lineup I've ever uh, been to, maybe. I'm going to say 100%. Yeah. Yeah, the best, like, uh, pound for pound. I mean, this is a boxing match against all the other... Uh, festivals now that we're flooded and it's a beautiful yeah. thing the world has been flooded with festivals yeah. and, I, and i know you could say maybe some of these guys have played together at other festivals maybe two of them or farm aid or any, yeah. any events uh but this is just six of the biggest acts from the 60s mm-hmm. and going in the 70s and still going but yeah. you know the the big bo- the big boys uh i'm sorry it is boys no ladies boys club Sec- little, you know what are we gonna do yeah so who do we see uh who do we see that weekend we got uh, Bob Dylan in the Rolling Stones on Friday night. Yeah, and this is this is the other thing too. Instead of Coachella, it's not an all-day thing. Well, there were I guess, there were festivities and fun Stuff little to things do you there, do. Yeah, because there's still, just like Coachella, there's people there camping. There's people, you know, there all day or yeah. whenever gates open. And I guess but... there were DJs playing playing music all around. So that was going on. But there are no live bands until the sun was setting. Yeah. And so Bob Dylan comes out on Friday, and Rolling Stones close that night out. Saturday night, you have Neil Young starting the night off, uh, going into Sir Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. and then uh, Sunday night to finish it all off, you got The Who, the who and then Pink Floyd's Roger Waters. The Roger Waters. Uh, the yeah. genius behind Pink Floyd. So in honor to honor to homage, pay homage to these uh, to these legends, we are doing a recap desert trip and festival. Standing on the shoulders of giants podcast because we are standing on the goddamn shoulders of giants. And uh, uh, so what we're gonna do is uh, I guess we can we can talk a little bit about the actual festival itself. But the point what we're doing here is we will be playing one song of each artist or. I guess two, two of us, Charlie and I, each are choosing one um, in the order that they played at the Desert Trip. And then maybe we can just make a little playlist so you can listen to it. Yeah, we'll do oh. that. Um, we'll, I want to do for this, too, is uh, play live um, or, or put live videos of diff- of these guys and just have something to look at. From Even the- if it's not necessarily from Desert Trip. Ah, if right. there's good, I don't know how good uh, some of, we're, we're listening to right now is Down by the River. Uh, from? From Neil Young possible. and his band The Promise of the Real. And, uh, you know, it's not the best quality, but... Uh, Sounds we'll, good we'll to do, me, we'll, headphones. We'll do something, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's not, it's passable, it's, it's okay. Um, but anyways, this, I mean, so it was three-day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and didn't start, uh, they started about 6 p.m. every night, you know, 7, closer to 7 probably every day. Yeah, the, the, the sun s- was down, and it was time for music every... Just going down, yeah. and uh, 
Yeah, they, I like the idea of starting right when the sun's going down. And sun, Friday, they actually let it go. They started a little later because everyone was having... If there was one complaint, every, you know, I'm a human, so I guess you're going to complain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday night, the logistics of it, it's pretty huge undertaking getting all the people out there. Sure. Uh, sure. Most people, you know, some people did camp Thursday um, or got down there like a res- responsible adult and had all their shit down. Most of us had to work or whatever, yeah. half days. So you drive down and George and I have two different experiences. We both got there late. Yeah. Uh, I was, I missed Bob Dylan altogether um, <laughs> and got there for, I think, three or four songs into the Rolling Stones. Oh, wow. It's that bad. I, yeah. Because as we were walking up. Um, That's right. Myself, Zcam, and uh, my friend Juan and Alex, uh, we heard two songs that's opening. And so I like, cool. So, I mean, it took us four hours to get there. We checked into the hotel, did all that. Once we get to the festival, I wasn't quite decompressed enough. Yeah. So I saw the stone. We were, the first act we I saw was was the Stones, Rolling Stones, and I just wasn't ready to have fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's Don't get me to, wrong. It's tough to dr- to drop all that anxiety immediately at the door. Yeah, it took a bit. Not that I was. Yeah, not, not that I was there in a bad mood. Yeah, but uh, nonetheless, uh, the Saturday and Sunday each got easier with every day. Once you knew how, how to navigate the place, the or, logistics. Yeah. Once you got the logistics, Pat, it was uh, actually, I would say, a very smooth-run festival. I mean, yeah. the bathroom situation was pretty good. The uh, yeah. seating, no the porta potties, sound system was the best. Was amazing. Yeah, uh, which was it was apparently designed or had like executive producer of it, Roger Waters, designing the the layout of the sound system of the of the, the placement sound towers the and everything. Like they, it was. I've never been to a festival where I was. Not complain. I wasn't complaining at all about how many speakers there were, but I was like, there is an extraneous amount yeah. of speakers here. Like they could easily have gotten rid of that one. Yeah, easily got rid of that one, and it was great because everywhere you went, we went to the bathroom, we went to go get beers, we went to go get food. Music is blaring everywhere. Yeah, you know, a lot of most festivals, as you walk away, it gets you know, it gets more and more into the distance, and you know, obviously, if you were in the campgrounds, you weren't hearing it well, but inside the festival this the sound was was great yeah um very run we're very tight ship there as far as i'm concerned uh with security and 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 food there and drinks there it was a really nice festival yeah uh, they successful had, festival as far as i'm concerned they had really like high-end yeah. food that you could get or you could just do the normal not uh tacos or yeah. you know there's all different kinds of food you could do yeah. um alcohol was you know fairly priced for a huge festival like that i guess it was expensive but no one cares at that point yeah um and they did have ways in and out that were quick so if you had to go to the bathroom you're not gone for a half hour no it was great you'd go you i multiple times if i like hurried myself up i would get to the thing yeah uh leave during the beginning uh the song like okay i can leave during this song yeah uh go to the bathroom i'll come back by the end of the song or the, you know, the beginning of the next one yeah and sadly i didn't figure out there's this really good bathroom off to the if you're looking at the stage off to the left side that was a lot more part of the festival yeah. that you could still hear the music great and i was back in a jiffy for a while i was going off because we were more on the right side uh i did kind of have to go on a, a little adventure and the music suffered a little bit for uh, that but that was my own wrongdoing yeah. for not looking at the map a little more sure. and figuring that shit out sure yeah when I a mean, man has to pee a man has to pee and pee we did uh, i peed many times oh, in the festival yeah. which is one of the like if i could just shut that off for like if we could just take care of the pee situation yeah just put it in a pill or just like have a little like little like yeah. thing come out i can just toss it on the floor and it you know 
grows a tree out of it or something, it'd be great. It really is gross. Science, man. I don't believe in it. Because it's a whole, yeah, well, it's a whole science of, like, when do I go? I pick the, my least favorite song yeah. or... But then he, I, I, I could leave and then the jam's on next. Sure. And I fucking miss it for a pee that I do every day. Yeah, and I, the older I get, the more, I, uh, the more I'm just like, oh, I have to pee, time to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Instead of holding it, because once you hold it and you and you you really have to go, your enjoyment of whatever gone. you're doing is gone. Yeah, you can still be like, yeah, cool. I'm clearly watching Neil Young play, but I can't think of anything else other than to pee right now. Yeah, you're like, I like this song. I, I wonder if the next one's gonna be bad, and then I can go. So you're yeah. just like, finish up with sure. this song, so I can go to the bath. Like you're getting mad at that performer yeah. for your for doing having a song that you like. Yeah, um, yeah. If, if you're if, just a pro life tip, if you're at the movies. If you're at a comedy show, if you're in church, if you're at school, if you're at a concert, and you need to pee, just go. Yeah. You will enjoy your pee, and then you'll come back refreshed and ready to fully enjoy a fucking show. And just suck it up for a little bit. Yeah, and some of us might be tortured from our childhood when dad wouldn't pull over when you sure. had to pee. If you're on a road trip, just pull over and pee. It's yeah. going to take you another five minutes, but yeah. you're going to be a happy man. You're not going to be cranky pants when... Uh, your lady wants to, I don't know, listen to some song that you don't like, yeah. and uh, you have to pee. Be the only reason you're mad. Yeah. Let's all just pee a little more, guys. <laughs> Let it out. That's what this. Uh, that's what we learned in, our higher, in the higher plane is you have to pee. All yes, in, that's all I've moment. got from that is pee more. Um, yeah, so I guess my story is a little different than George's. It's kind of on the complete opposite spectrum. Where I came in way too relaxed. Uh, I got there. Re I got there early in the afternoon, and uh, George and I we didn't get to like hang out uh, out of the show much because we we had all these grand plans. But it's so hard to try to meet up with people. A country mile in the desert's a fucking desert mile, man. It is, and you we were eight eight miles away from each other, and, and then I think we drove close to where we were, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Like it's yeah. eight miles in the desert is something else, man. Yeah. I mean. And by the time you wake up from drinking that night, yeah. and like you just start the, you just start so slow. And yeah, then we wanted to actually do this podcast that we're doing right now yeah. at the the at the house at any given point. But like we were yeah. saying, it just wasn't gonna, it wasn't it, happening. It, it didn't happen. So we're um, doing it now. You know, almost uh, exactly a month after after the fact. Um, so uh, so I get to the place sorry. that we're staying at, and right when I'm pulling in, I'm getting a call from George, and he's heading out. So that's where it is. I'm I'm about to be at the place, yeah. at the house. George is pretty much just leaving. Yeah. So that yeah, you're yeah. you're just in the thick of it. We kind of beat all the rush traffic. A couple of our friends are already there drinking, um, and I join in the festivities. So by the time it's time to get on the shuttle, and they have this whole shuttle system, it's great. You, you take an Uber to a certain destination where shuttles will come pick you up and drive you in. And this is the only small complaint, and it wasn't even really their fault. It was the whole Uber uh, issue where there were just tons of traffic that they didn't expect from Uber drivers coming in to yeah. the actual uh, place to yeah. drop off people, yeah. and they were taking up tons of traffic. Uh, uh, uh. That so, would explain why they dropped us off at the other, like, a different spot away from them. Yeah. Because I think by the time I got there, they were just like, no, 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 keep the fucking Ubers out of here. Yeah. You guys go drop them off over there. Yeah, and yeah. I, we didn't know it at the time. So, I mean, we're already having all, all a good time, and we brought a... Uh, a whole handle of vodka on the on the shuttle ride, which was supposed to be 20 minutes. Sure. It was two hours, and the vodka was gone by the time we got out of the shuttle. Yeah. yeah. And I was too. Yeah. And most of the crew was too. Um, so we got there at, I think, about the last four songs of Dylan. 
kind of remember them. Um, and then I just, I was just singing along to every Rolling Stone song. I was having a good time, but I was barely there. Yeah, um, and I think this is when I can interject my uh, my part into the story because when I arrived, like like I said, to the festival, a couple songs into Rolling Stones, and just in a in a mood or whatever, and we're there, like, all right, cool. Now we have beers, and now, uh, cool. The first people I see is you guys, and uh, Charlie like just gives me the he sees me and then he just kind of like I think you like put your head over your head your hands over your head and you were just gone at this point and uh, you were like fuck and he gave me the biggest fucking hug and we were just like holding each other I was like yeah buddy like what's up good to see you and then you just held on to me even longer and I was like oh yeah man like I love you too bud like let me go say hi to Jill or let me go say hi to uh, other people here yeah, and you're like <laughs> there is and then I was just wondering like I, I again like I don't know what you guys were up to all up until this point and I was like oh Charlie is like taking some fun drugs tonight and I was like is Charlie on fun drugs tonight like, no 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 not that I not that I know I was like yeah. alcohol did this hell of a drug <laughs> hell of a drug yeah it's also a pretty good fun drug yeah um, but I know you and I know you're not ever trying to actually hurt anybody or be malicious towards someone, but when you get to that that level of drunkenness, you're dancing around and you're bumping into people. And there was uh, there was an older gentleman next to us who was clearly—I mean, you were—he was in his right to be bothered by you, right. but he made it a point to like look at me like, "Hey, take care of your friend. Take care of your friend." Like yeah. multiple looks, and I was just like, "He's fine." Like just mouthed and like signed to him like ah, he's, he means well he's okay he's not he wouldn't hurt a fly kind of thing yeah and uh, at one point you had to go to the bathroom and then i was like okay i'll go with you and uh, i took him out i was like i'm gonna go give him i'm gonna go teach him a lesson <laughs> as i as he walked out he goes thanks <laughs> and we walked out and i don't remember what, i don't remember seeing body bumping into the guy uh, after that but i was that was my like cool welcome to desert trip yeah like, I, I mean i was literally doing a mick jagger impersonation oh yeah like oh, i yeah. was on stage uh dancing to every song but i'm also not a five five 120 pound englishman i'm not a big that guy. not that i'm You're a, a big, guy. big strong guy but i'm definitely tall and you have mass i got mass yeah uh, and mass plus inertia, you bump into a couple people who are bigger, smaller than you. You're gonna have, you're gonna have issues. Yeah, with inertia with no regard uh, to physics at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, our, there there was a split difference between the crew when they all met up. There was a crew that just got there and was ready to start the show, and there was a crew that was well past their uh, their point. Yeah, we all kind of collectively had to reminisce about the night to to put it all together um and then after that it, it, it all slowed down the saturday night turned into uh and, and i guess we'll get to it when we talk about neil young sure but i mean i was obviously gonna mellow out there had no inclination to go to that that uh, level again um but also that's when i noticed that the shuttles got there in 20 minutes yeah. and i was kind of asking the driver about it and it was the whole uber issue and they they just they whatever they did they redirected them to another spot mm -hmm. there was this huge line for ubers but they were all pulled off to the side of the road mm -hmm. and then everything was smooth after that and then yeah i mean the whole the whole festival was just set up great and and if if you looked at pictures of it 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 literally looked like uh like uh pink floyd the walls right uh nazi rally yeah like it had the, that at feel the, at the Reichstag. Yeah, like a, a big. Uh, like if it's gonna go down sure. in the future, it's gonna look like this because this was like beautiful. That. Yeah, there was the the. If you've never been to the uh, Coachella camp or the Polo Grounds over there, 
in the, the uh, one thing was, we can talk about it real quick. The weather was perfect. Yep. The every three, all three days, like it never got uncomfortable no. at all in the slightest. Um, during the day it was a little warm, but that wasn't during the show. Exactly. So we we're in the hotel at the pools or whatever, doing doing what we were doing. Um, when you walk in, it was a feeling of like everybody's here to see the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely like I felt that that creative consciousness that like. For sure, there was a buzz. Yeah, it was a definite buzz of like who we're gonna see and um, going into Saturday, I was in a much better mood. I'd been off now, and then I was just like, "Fuck yeah, gonna!" And now, and now at this point, I'd seen all my friends, I'd seen everybody, you know, because when we first got to you, it was like, "Okay, where's uh, you know, where's the other crew?" Okay, well, whatever, I'll worry about them later. And uh, I was, uh, I, I came in Saturday pretty drunk. Uh, but ready to have a good time. I'm not. I don't get myself really to the level of of Charlie, right. um, really ever. Just I either I'm either fun and having a good time, or I'm asleep. Like, <laughs> I don't really have that like that uh, the threshold. Part. Yeah, past that next threshold. Um, luckily, I'm not Irish. Uh, and Saturday when Neil Young started, it was as far as I'm concerned like okay here are the fucking musicians now like from mm-hmm. here on out no, nothing against the Stones again I didn't see Dylan but as far as I'm concerned like Neil Young came in and I was just like fuck yes yeah. I've never seen Neil Young before uh, I don't I haven't seen out of, out of all the six that were there I didn't I've never seen the Stones before I uh, never saw The Who and I never saw Neil Young um, and with the other guys like I knew what to expect yeah as I've seen them all before, and they they kill it. Um, say what you want about Dylan. I, mean, I still think when we saw him, I, I highly enjoyed that guy's uh, his live performances a lot. Uh, it's not you know as good as everybody else. Not everybody is doing the same style of music or whatever. But uh, well, yeah, and Dylan's famously known for not singing. He he doesn't sing the same melody. He'll even switch up lyrics. So then it's kind of mm-hmm. like, is this even the same song? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and it's very different. His voice has changed a lot. So if you're expecting to sing along to the radio version of any of the song, it, that you're that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, you're actually going to see a band that he has great musicians, and you're going to see him just reinterpret the songs. He's an 80, what, 75 year old man. Yeah, he's reinterpreting his songs. Better, to an 80 better year old man. 50, 60 years old yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, but Neil Young, I mean, was my highlight into the the, tr- the festival because it was like the, I really started to enjoy myself and I was blown away. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I tried to not maintain it or to have any uh, expectations as far as what Neil Young would do. I've heard good things about him live. Um, but by every stretch of the imagination, he blew me away. Yeah, his band, uh, Promise of the Real, which I got to see uh, the month before at Mission Viejo Lake. That's where I, I live in Mission Viejo, and there's a little lake there where they have concerts during the summer. And Promise of the Real was one of the last bands. It's Neil Young's boys. No. Well, it, one of them is uh, Willie Nelson's boy. What did I say? Neil Young. No, sorry. Neil Young's Neil Young's yeah. the performer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Willie Nelson's boys. Uh, one of them wasn't in the Promise of the Real when they were torn here. Uh-huh. It was the uh, uh, now I forget Luca and yeah. I forget the other one. Luca's kind of the um, the darker, more like uh, like I, I feel like he listens to the Cure and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then his the other boys more the southern 
rocker. Mm -hmm. Just he looks like he could be in Leonard Skinner. Sure. That kind of look. Yeah. He's the he's long, the guy that I long, saw. Uh, long hair, pulled back. Long hair, beard. Big dude, Burly. just a big southern dude. Yeah. Um, so that was their backing band. Then obviously there was other players there, and I mean the harmonizing, and yeah, I guess I was gonna. I don't know how the order we're gonna do this. We're gonna talk about Neil and more specifically when we get into his songs. But mm -hmm. yeah, that highlight for the whole. Beside well, Roger Waters, too. Yeah, yeah, and and that's um, just that's yeah, but, having Roger Waters was another fucking thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but Paul the, McCartney was another, another exact fucking thing. The the Neil Young thing will be my highlight too, and it's more walking into the festival that day. It wasn't on a full handle of vodka, yeah. uh, just a couple beers, and we came like in the m dead center of it, got a beer started walking down like the slow slope and then he came on and he just came out solo with this his old school huge church organ or whatever the hell it is it's yeah. beautiful old school carvings Piper on it and, yeah. yeah and yeah, just yeah. him and he played after the gold rush and he was playing that while we were walking to our section where we were all going to meet up yeah. and that was like one of my favorite walks ever because what George was saying everyone I guess when you go to Coachella and stuff, yeah, you got people that don't even like, some people don't like rock music, some people don't like techno music, but you're all there enjoying different yeah. music. Yeah. This was, everyone's here to see Neil Young. Mm -hmm. Maybe some were there just to see Paul McCartney, but sure. mm, most people were there to see both of them. For sure, yeah. absolutely. And yeah, there was just this, like everyone looking at each other, not like smiling, like, but just, there was just this agreement that like, here we are guys, we did it. Yeah, it's that and collective good vibe. Yeah, you know everybody's uh, on, obviously there's probably fights and whatnot oh, here and there, but what's, come on. yeah, what's not gonna we're happen? We're humans here. Yeah, uh, but it was a definite. Yeah, one him playing after the gold rush was just like. Yeah. I think at some point I just put my hands up in the air like fuck yes, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, me too. I did. I'm we're George and I are those guys that put we're our expensive. arms up, arms up in the air yeah. and say fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there was just something. He didn't come out with. A blazer of the band all come and kill. He just sit Neil Young by himself in front of what, 80, 90,000? Something like that. Just sits down at a piano. Mm -hmm. No, nothing else to help him out. Or maybe he had a harmonica. Yeah. And just killed it with his beautiful, weird voice that no one else has. And seemingly all 90,000 people shutting the fuck up yeah, for fucking yeah, somehow 10 you can, minutes, you know? Yeah. And you can hear nothing except for Neil, at least with me. The and, sun's uh, going down. It was beautiful. It was majestic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, the way he came out is he came, they, they was, it was like slow, epic music. Mm -hmm. And he oh, has right. these women that come out. I, I'm sure there's, uh, I remember the women, but. I think it was they were dressed up like farmers, and they're throwing seed on the floor, like yeah. they're whatever it was. I'm sure doubt it was seeds. I'm sure it was probably hay or something. Right. They're just throwing it on the on the stage, and that's how it starts. And the Neil comes out, and he comes out after the gold rush, and it was just like as cheesy as that sounds. Like at the time, even that or thinking about it, it was like that was fucking cool. Yeah. Whatever that like the the metaphor of that is, and he's a, and we'll get into him a little bit. We already you know you Neil, know who Neil Young is. Uh, he's a very Mother Earth uh, uh, motherfucker, tree hugger. Yeah, he's a Mother, Mother Earth, Earth motherfucker. motherfucker. Um, I mean, as we're looking right now, he's wearing a shirt that says Earth. We get uh, it. You like the Earth? <laughs> I'm over it. All right, I want to go to Mars. Yeah, so I think we, just, we probably should. Uh, should uh, should uh, just <laughs> we should yeah, let's do it. We can uh, start going uh, into the music. So what we're gonna do here is these aren't. I mean, dude, you have the six artists that we just named here. We're not picking our absolute favorites because it's like at any given point I can go, okay, well I could have done this song. 
Yeah. Um, for the most part, we might even pick up songs that are a little more personal, but there are some of the bangers that you all know well. Yeah, these aren't we, all, we're not all doing deep It's a cuts. little mix. It's yeah. a little mix. No, I, I think it's a great, nice little collective mix. Some songs uh, you I'm sh- for sh- absolutely for sure know. Some songs you might not know. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is I think, cool. Or I forgot about. There's a song that, that we'll talk about, Paul McCartney, that I forgot about that you picked, and I was like, I fucking yeah. love this song. And I, d- I just, what, there's certain songs that even from your favorite artists, you just forget fall yeah. by the wayside because yeah. they have so many songs yeah um yeah exactly and uh so we'll go through now what we were listening to uh earlier oh uh sorry before we get into it a highlight of the fucking festival was um paul mccartney's set which he followed neil and neil young came out and played guitar for three songs with paul mccartney and was in what was like a very adorable, like oh, yeah. he's still a real guy moment. Yeah. Was after the three songs, Neil started playing na 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 like the guitar riff for Helter Skelter. Yeah. And uh, and then Paul was like, oh no, sorry, we, That's not we, on the we schedule. can't do that. Let's, let's stick to the yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. stick to the schedule. Obviously, there's a big epic light show that's involved, and you can't yeah, just stick you're gonna ruin the moment. Yeah. There. But uh, at that time, I was like, oh, that would have been so cool. Like, Neil was, Neil was geeking out playing yeah. with Paul. I got a little um, excited there. It was, I just remember seeing that, like, he's uh, still a real guy. Mm-hmm. As much of a legend he is, he's still a dude who loves playing fucking music. Yeah. Uh, and that was just, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and even as much as, you're right, like, Neil Young and, and even the little Dylan I, I saw, and even the Who, it seems like the, the, the bottom rung guys were more the more freer. Yeah, more free to jam and more a Absolutely, little more right. a little more um, not not I don't want to put the produced. word less produced yeah, yeah, yeah and, and the well that's why you're a headliner because you're fucking putting on a show and, so, and Roger Waters is, has the most produced show of all time yeah and it's and, not saying it's a bad thing yeah Paul McCartney like same thing like very clean and, and precise and everything's great but everything goes where it goes great. The other guys, and that's that's kind of a cool dichotomy for the, every night. You get this kind of not not they were going wild and not playing the songs at all mm-hmm. that everyone loved, but yeah. there was just this little difference between the the openers and then the closers. Yeah. Who no, uh, the flow of the festival was great. There was not yeah they didn't. I mean, not that any of the guys are really like the other guys, but it was like no. Somehow it feels like it though in a weird way. The, I mean, they're all I mean, yeah. They're all songs they're that fucking, we've known yeah. like, our entire lives. That's that's the one thing that kind of helps. The 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 greats. So we'll start uh, with Bob Dylan, the opener uh, for Desert Trip, and he'll be our opening uh, act for our, the podcast here. And just quickly, his playlist, George, yeah, that we didn't see, yeah. uh, or I saw the very end of, Rainy Day Woman. If, if you're not aware, that's Everyone Must Get Stoned. Yep. That's that song. 12 and, uh, what is it, 12 35? and 35. Yeah. Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. I mean, I don't know how mm. he did it, but... That song they recorded is just ridiculous. That song, uh, Don't Think Twice is Alright, got me through some very difficult times. Yeah, it's, I mean, the the ones we're saying right now, we could have picked any of these, but we, did, we didn't even pick anything off the playlist. Uh, Highway 61 Revisited, It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. I mean, those four, and then he goes High Water. Not, not you know, not that there's no good or bad, but I mean, just those first four. Sure. One of his big, those are the biggest classics. Then he does Simple Toast of Fate. Early Roman Kings, Lovesick, are kind of newer stuff, Tangled Up in Blue. Tangled Up in Blue. But alternate lyrics, so 
Again, he doesn't sing at the same melody in different lyrics, so it's not the same. Ramble up and juice. Ramble up and juice is uh, yeah, he's very anti-Semitic. Ramble up those Jews. Yeah, and uh, he had a video of Jews being piled. It was terrible, uh, but I was wasted, so it didn't matter. Yeah, um, you agree? Make you feel my love, pick up the Jews. <laughs> Pain blood. Then and then this is where I kind of came in on Desolation Row, and yeah. soon after midnight, Ballad of a Thin Man and Masters of War. He encored on. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was a very good set list. Only 16 songs, but Dylan isn't there to fucking thrill you, no. and he's not gonna do a he dance. Doesn't need to. Yeah. He's Bob Dylan. Yeah. He's Bob Dylan. He'll always be Bob Dylan. And that a uh, newly uh, Nobel Prize winner. Yep. Bob Congratulations, Dylan. Bobby. Doesn't give That's a what fuck, he likes to be calling him. Yeah. Bobby Z. Well, I, I read a couple different things where I, I was talking about with my girlfriend. Like, it's kind of, I love it how gangster it is that he just doesn't care. He doesn't respond to their calls. And then he, he the finally Nobel, responded Nobel Prize, for the Nobel Prize. Uh, committee. Or whatever, yeah. They yeah. were trying to reach out, letting him know, like, are you showing up? Yeah. No response for like a week. <laughs> Then I hear uh, read a story that he doesn't have a phone, doesn't check email, so he's just checked off the universe. Yeah. And uh, you know, once he got, it, he was like, "Oh, cool." Thanks. What nobody told him, or yeah, the that's, email well, that's the thing that a lot of people are saying. Like, well, I mean, everyone around you, sure. like, hey, knows. Yeah. Bob, there's a, but he was probably just like, "Cool, all right, I'm gonna go take a nap." A prize? What kind of? Oh, the Nobel Prize. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Mm. <laughs> I, I like. Uh, I like knowing that he's not on a phone and doesn't check an email. His life must be so nice and not like just infiltrated with nonsense. Mm -hmm. That part must be nice. And I guess at that age, it's like I'm not going into this stupid world. No, reading I, all this. I'm Bob Dylan. I don't yeah. have to do any of that. Yeah, it's the same thing with um, uh, what's his name, dude, who just won. Well, I, I like how I said he just won the Cubs, but uh, um, comedian dude, I'm having a brain for Bill Murray. Same sure. thing. Like you can't get in touch with him. Yeah. Um, One thing that did buzz, so the Cubs, uh, as a as a uh, as Cubs. a um, timestamp to where we are in the world, the Cubs have won the World Series. The Chicago Cubs. If you know anything about baseball, they are the lovable losers. It's been 108 years since they've won a World Series, and they won this year. Great game. Um, one thing that bothered me was I love Bill Murray like like anybody else likes Bob, Bill Murray. Yet the guy fucking have a moment where he is actually enjoying his team that he's. I mean, God only knows, uh, cheered for his whole life. He's in his late 60s. His team has never won the World Series. Let him have this moment as a fan instead of constantly the camera on him. Him and Eddie Vedder, constantly cameras on him and Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder, Bill Murray, baseball. Eddie Murray, Eddie Murray. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie who's Murray. Also, who's also a baseball player, played for the Baltimore Orioles. Don't try um, to make up for your mistake. No, but like, like there, was, there, was, there was people taking selfies with him and they would show it. It's just like, I get it, but like, uh, hey, as Nick Cave said, like, people ain't no good, George. <sighs> people aren't people aren't any good, George. Just let the guy have a minute. No, because you know what? Guy that guy, I saw that when, when they won. And God bless the guy. He was probably drunk and have a good time. And, and it's, it's got to be weird. You're, you bought a $1,000 ticket to go see the World Series. And you look behind you, and Bill Murray is watching sure. the game behind you. So you're just freaking out, telling him, like, I, I would do it. You would sure. do it, too. No, sure. But, yeah, right, right when they won, he it turned around and recorded. it. That's his claim to fame. Like, that's his 50 minutes. He'd be like, I'm, yeah, I'm the guy who fucking recorded Bill I'm Murray the guy. when he won. Yeah. Here's the, here's everyone the has angle. a phone. Everyone's a douchey-douche. What are you going to do? Put the Everyone throw your phones away? Yeah. Uh, I would like that start. Uh, when cool. I'm president, all phones are going to go away. Oh, good. And good. Jews are going to. Good things. Um... So we'll start oh, with the, and, and yeah. yeah, and we're about to vote for president. So we are in like a crazy time in this world. We had uh, 
the Mount the Mount Rushmore concert. Mm-hmm. Moving to the Cubs win, and now we're about to vote. So we're just David we're in a chaotic times. David Bowie's yeah, tough year for a tough year. Just it's been a hard Shit. year. Everybody had a hard year. Personally, not shitty, but just. Just a shitty feeling. Yeah, you know, shit. I'm, 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 I'm ready to swipe, swipe this clean. Yeah, I think we're all. Uh, 2016 was a general malaise of, of, of humanity, where everybody's kind of just stuck in molasses, and and we're try- trying to get to better places, but we feel like we keep getting sucked down. Yeah. By everything, by life, and then, then maybe this year as my life wasn't my life wasn't uh, any different than any years gone by, but uh, 2016 was definitely a bizarre year. And, uh, How bizarre! It's, it's only. But you know what helps, George? Music, George. That's right. Music helps. Let's get into some and music. Netflix, I guess. Too. Yeah, Netflix and music. Uh, <laughs> Charlie's gonna go. We're gonna start with uh, Charlie's pick here, Ooh. and it's a uh, it's a pretty decent cut, dude. Good pick. Thank, thank you, thank you. Um, not what I would have expected at all. But again, like we were out of me or just out of you? Really. What, what, uh, I'm curious what that means. Just the era of Dylan you're picking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- yeah. D- yeah. I mean, not that I wouldn't put anything past you at this point, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, um, it's a later it's cut. Out of left field. Sorry, we just. Oh no, I thought that was your toe. It's a um, George. Pl- George plays footsies with me. We've talked about this on one of the other podcasts, yeah. and I just want it to be known that he's always initiating it. I do respond, but I'm not the initiator. And sure. There's a difference. Someone's got to be the aggressor. Um, he has nice big. Bare, bare feet. feet. Yeah, I'm a caveman. And I have like, I have like good sculptured feet. You could be a foot model. I could have been a foot model. Yeah, but, you uh, still can, dude. Dreams die, folks. Like David Duchovny and Zoolander. Anyways, yeah. So I picked uh, standing in the doorway. Yeah. Uh, time out of mind. And I like how this is a new, new like a uh, new Dylan, third phase Dylan. This is their old Dylan. This is 1997, yeah. so 20 years old. Dylan in his in the 80s made some shit albums, but good songs on those shit albums. Sure, the, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, for the most part, shit albums. Just pretty shit albums. Of course, a few gems. In the in the 90s and 2000s, he made some pretty fucking great albums. Some of his best. Yeah, and I think obviously everybody knows uh, everybody knows the old shit, but like. Uh, Tempest is great. Uh, um, modern Times. Modern Times, yeah, which is the, which is his second to last one. He, well, yeah, well, he did like a Christmas covers if you want to get all technical. Yeah, uh, Love and Theft was pretty good. Oh, that's the other one. Yeah, I think that was that before Time Out of Mind. Yeah, okay, uh, so, just after no, the next. Okay, so after, Time Out of the Mind was kind of. This is nineteen ninety seven. And these are all critics saying this, but Time Out of the Mind was the new, was the awakening or the. Uh, just he started writing albums again that were just solid all the way through yeah. the 80s were this weird he, he you know he found religion he he was just kind of i just finished his uh, autobiography and he was just empire kind of lost burlesque. in the woods empire burlesque which george is just devastated by george <laughs> almost quit loving bob just over that album and just the cover alone you just want to commit to check out uh, 1985's empire burlesque and and I, I i mean obviously i love dylan but i can make one of them too empire burlesque is a hilarious Bob Dylan record, um, ironic, uh, not ironically hilarious. Well, it's um, funny too. And then after that, he went and toured with Dylan. Oh, uh, Dylan, Jesus Christ, Grateful Dead yeah. for a while. I listened to those albums and it's like, nah, does nah. not work. Those two together. But I like how they just didn't give a shit. Sure. Um, and, and there's I, just something about the Grateful Dead, dude. It, it, even if it's Bob Dylan singing, it's just like those nah. two together. 
You're like, well, we're trying to put together great musicianship with poet. Sure. It's like, no, sure. no, we're good. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's. Nah, it's but they they it's they were in the the crossroads of life. Yeah. Shit gets hard. You can't you need to spice shit up. So I, I get why they did it. Um, the the album that he really like harped on on his autobiography was Oh Mercy, the 1989 album, and I started listening. It's actually pretty good. Maybe maybe I'm harping on who was talking shit on his own. No, but he was just like this one was a game changer for me. Ah, ah. Um, Daniel Lenoy, I'm fucking that up. He was the producer and he did U2. He's done Coldplay. He's done uh, a lot of albums and he's just kind of he for whatever reason that was a turning point in Bob's mind that I can start. I I still have. I got this. Sure. Third, and, third wave and, Dylan. And it's so weird when I'm younger, you just, or, or just as a musician and someone who writes songs or, or just even a fan of music, you just always think that just shit just comes to them. Mm-hmm. But you, again, they're just a human and they're sitting there all alone with n- blank slate and they have to write a new song. I mean, if you look at uh, 60s and 70s or mostly 60s, his output? 60s and 70s Dylan, um, the, um, the poetry of Bob Dylan he can't even explain. Yeah. And any anybody who's a, uh, a creative and has basically, usually, I mean specifically maybe comics or musicians, songwriters, that kind of thing, not just, or, or even painters, fuck it, yeah, even painters and artists. Anything that's considered the greatest work, you, uh, you almost aren't in control of. Yeah. Because it just flows out of you. Yeah. And Dylan has said that plenty of times where the stuff that he's wrote in the 60s, like... It's not, not him. Not it's him not, now. It's not. Yes, exactly. Like he can't even. You can't almost like tap into that again. Yeah. No, because it's gone. If all your best shit, like uh, Roger Waters with time, like he he was recently on Mark Maron's podcast and he talked about that and he's like, like I I really don't remember writing that or like how that came to me and just something that just well, was in a quick little thing. Yeah, and there's really no rhyme or reason to greatness. And if you expect a guy like Bob Dylan to have. I mean, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Rolling Stones, these guys have had 40 fucking 30, 40 records out at this point. They obviously have their lulls. Neil yeah. Young has his fucking hilarious lulls as well. Yeah. Rolling Stones do too. Paul McCartney does. All these guys. Is because that they've L-O-L-Z? Been 60 years. Lulls? Oh, good one. Yeah, they're lulls and the lulls. <laughs> but uh, I love yeah. that the, this. It, pay attention to '90s and 2000s Dylan. Yeah, uh, if you're that's... if you're a Dylan lover, listen to the newer shit, and we'll go. We're going here into that, 1997. Part of the reason I chose it because I I was the vast amount and, and going on George's the the output. Not even if you just actually look at the lyric, read the lyrics, and just pay attention to the structure of the song. That's all genius. But that vast amount of output too. Yeah. Like yeah. if he just wrote two of those albums, he'd still be considered mm-hmm. one of the best. But he made like seven, eight, just fucking yeah. masterpieces. Yeah. And and then th- he made good albums. When you make great albums, mm-hmm. your lull are good. Sure. They're just they're, they're not unlistenable, but they're just like why why spend time besides it's Empire? Blood, it's not blood on the tracks. You know, you can always say well, that. Well, they even thought he was done at, before that, yeah. and he's yeah. like, oh really? Blood on the tracks, like yeah. my Bob Dylan deluxe deluxe. Um, anyway, so yeah, leave so, the puns to me. Thank you. I had nothing. Uh, <laughs> Um, so time out of mind I, I picked sure. the song but uh, as some songs are this song did, I wasn't aware of it until my older age that I'm in in the last 10-15 years came at a really dark time and was my fucking 
friend was was a homie and it's 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 kind of the i think even your song is kind of the same vein about lost woman sure it, which most yeah, songs yeah. are oh, a are song a about a heartbreak cool. yeah a little heartbreak yeah um and it, it, it doesn't always it, Like even when I listen to now it, It's not this thing Where people You know I know people They're like I can't listen to it anymore It reminds me of that time I sure. love it Because oh, it, it reminds me, me That it, I could always Go back to that Or how much all... better Or even the, the There was beauty In that dark time too I still There was Life was still going on I was having a great time But there was just this You know this current And um, also being able to see it From the outside uh, Looking in Yeah into it and like I'm out of that, but uh, that was a, a learning experience. Yeah. Even though it was a shitty time, I'm 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 alive. Yeah, but I, maybe I thought I wasn't gonna be. Or, yeah, or, or what, what's the what's the yeah? I couldn't uh, get through this. And this uh, is coming from a man that was 20 years ago. He's 74. So this is a man who's like 55, 60. Mm-hmm. This isn't some 20 year old heartbreak song. This is real shit. And uh, and and that's the thing with Dylan. His later Dylan is he's not. He's enough. He's he's riding into the darkness. And he's going. He's uh, definitely getting more into death. Yeah. Well, as you, well, how would you Jeez, not? Of, how of is course, that not on the forefront of your? Sure, but it's, that's not in. Uh, you just look at the direct, the, the the curve or the circle of Bob Dylan's career. He's gonna have a full fucking yeah. circle of of you know his government political songs, his love songs, his yep. all the way to. That's true. His but David Bowie Lazarus, you know, his, yeah. uh, we'll see. Yeah. So this is still 20 years before. The, the funny thing is he thought he was kind of on his way out then, and he's mm-hmm. still fucking ticking. Yeah. Because um, some of the songs start getting out of there um, or start going to that not dark yet. He has those kind of songs. Yeah. I, I, tough to choose, but this one stuck out. It's, it's a personal favorite um, out of a man that is a master of songwriting. Well, the best songwriter of all time. Let's sure. just fucking say that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I wanted to pick a little off the the chat. We'll go uh, 1997's "Time Out of Mind." Song is "Standing in the Doorway." I gotta pee. Thank you. 
This. this is the wave that he's riding it's a gentle sway it never nothing will change he just it, you know I'm looking at the lyrics right now and with Dylan you know all, all our other kind of bands have like kind of a short list unless you're looking at hip-hop a little more extended but I can't even fit all the lyrics on the page oh, for this song. Yeah, yeah. It's but Bob it's, Dylan. That's that's we mentioned the phrase by uh, Dylan-esque lyrics. Yeah. Where it's just long stories through, and maybe a chorus every now and then. This yeah. is one of those songs where it's just here's information. Yeah. And it's not really going back to anything. It stays like this. Well, his band just said. holds it down. They're yeah. like, all right, you know. And and the the really cool thing about Dylan too is a lot of it is not it's not overproduced. It's not overthought. It's literally, he comes up with a chord progression, and his band's so good, he comes in and says, A, C, G, whatever the hell is going on. Shift here, do this, I'll be back. Goes, starts writing more lyrics, yeah. comes in, has a pretty much good idea, let's go. And it's free range from there. Yeah. And, you know, they'll they'll pick up on lyrics. At this and point, do, dude, he probably he knows exactly what he needs to do. Yeah. yeah but he's been that way since the big big pink yeah. house with the band, you yeah. know? He's just, it's an amazing feat. And there's something that I think you can feel in today's music that doesn't have that. Maybe And maybe that's what people don't want. They don't want that spontaneity. They want this perfectly sculpted. We've done 3,000 takes. This is a perfect song. Yeah. This isn't, that's not Dylan. And... That's the beauty of music sometimes, or a lot of times, is when it doesn't need to be that that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know? Yeah, it there's a beauty be in that. But ab- yeah. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, there's just this. And uh, his voice here, he is mm. clearly older Dylan, but goddamn if you don't feel this guy right here. Yeah, that that's a really good point to put on. I was thinking about this today, and I was actually listening to one of the songs that you picked. Well, everyone knows Wish You Were Here. And there was some guy talking about it. Spoiler alert. I know, sorry. Ruiner. Sorry. <laughs> Go back 15 Edit seconds and then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but he, he was, like, talking about it, and then he would sing it. Just trying to, like, he obviously this guy's a musician, too. He's, yeah. like, analyzing it. They're analyzing it. And he would sing it, and he would just do this thing that I have a problem with. A lot of singers is this, like, whispery, I'm trying to hit everything good. Instead of fucking saying the goddamn lyrics as you yeah. mean it instead yeah. of singing it nice yeah i feel bob dylan in this song when he says certain oh, words for sure yeah man. he's maybe he's selling it to us you know yeah. maybe he's a sale uh, uh i don't know i, I just I, he, he can mask he can mask it because yeah. he's fucking bob dylan yeah he might I, be able to but it, i'm sold irrelevant and, uh, even if it's a placebo effect of emotion here he's uh the, the, how the effects are be, real how can it not be from a six-year-old man who's been through marriages and yeah. breakups and, and travels world and is a sensitive soul um so yeah i mean standing in the doorway crying um do, where do we even start at the, the beginning do we go through all the lyrics or just kind of a gist of it sure um I, yeah i don't i guess we could start that well there was one thing that george and i stuck out because we're immature men 
is uh, I'm strumming on my gay guitar, and then we, we put our flaps up. Um, but I do like that because it's... Flaps. <laughs> uh, limp wrist. Limp wrist. Uh, Sorry to just, just even that, like, all you. this laughter is just making me sad. The stars have turned cherry red. I'm strumming on my gay guitar, smoking a cheap cigar. The ghost of our old love has not gone away. So he's even pa- he's even p- pissed at his gu- his happy guitar. Mm-hmm. It's like this fucking yeah. gay guitar. Yeah, can't make but, it sound sad. Yeah, yeah, it's still like it's getting me in a good mood. I think like, he's kind of going that it's the one thing I got mm-hmm. out of so, all this. Your still sadness. Got, well, yeah, and I still got my guitar. <sighs> oh, it's okay. still the one thing that's like, don't worry, bub. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm here. Yeah, your friends, your girl. What, tr- trusty happy gay. Guitar. I've always been here. Yeah. Um, this guitar's name was Elton. Was it? No. Oh, well, I was totally going to ride on that. <laughs> um, that. So I would just, there's there's this whole story, but there's like these little like, don't know if I saw you, if I would kiss you or kill you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah, it's a weird feeling when you've seen someone. Trouble, you're just like, there's so much, I, I, I want to hit you while I kiss you. Yeah, I, it's that's love, man. I mean, love and, love and hate are... Uh, Love and hate are very, uh, yeah, very same. close, man. There's, yeah. there's a thin line between the two. The same thing with sanity and sanity. Sure. It's, it's that little thin line you can cross over. But yeah, yeah and it's, it's that gray hurt, area. It's that, that uh, the ones you hurt the most are the ones you love. Cause... Absolutely, absolutely. And he's been hurt here. Yeah, and it, it, I, I don't know the per. It doesn't even matter what the personal thing was going on in his life. This could he could just be looking back from in the seventies. Um. The, there's organ going on throughout it, which is really nice. It's just this temp, kind of mellow. It, it's lifting the song up the whole time. They, it it kind of sounds like Sad Eyed Lady, if you know that song from, um, uh, what's the Blonde on Blonde? It's, 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 so it's kind of reminiscent of his older stuff, but just the voice. And it's not as, um, it's a little more straightforward mm-hmm. instead of more of his poetic kind of, Invisalign. Yeah, he's do he's doing his uh, his uh, Bob of Consciousness, you know, lyrics here, and just uh, going through and just really kind of reminiscing, but it also he's he's feeling feelings now, and he's he knows he has to deal with those. Um, uh, yeah, he he. Uh, then he's walking through town. I can hear the church bells ringing in the yard. I wonder who they're ringing for. I know I can't win. My heart just won't give in. So he's just walking through town and, oh, people get married, having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. He's he's definitely having problems here with it, with the uh, things that are happy and he's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so he, he leaves that. So instead of, and this is what anyone would do, so he, he walks by the um, the church and people get married, and I'm going to go to a bar and I'm going to find a woman tonight. So he last night I danced with a stranger. But she just reminded me you were the one. Mm. And then he keeps on doing, you left me in the doorway crying. That's the chorus, obviously. Uh, but he always changes the line after that. Um, he left me in the doorway crying under the moonlight, midnight moon. So that could be a drunken fight or just left alone at night. Maybe he was being a douche. Um, you left me in the doorway crying, suffering like a fool. Uh, you left me in the doorway crying in the dark land of the sun. I like that line. Yeah. The dark land of the sun, um, and then at the end, so it sounds like he's just dissolving <laughs> throughout the song, and then at, at the end he's I eat when I'm hungry, drink when I'm dry, and live my life on the square. 
And even if the flesh falls off the fa off my face, I know someone will be there to care. Um, it always means so much, even the softest touch. I see nothing to be gained by any explanation. There's no words that need to be said. So after all that, there's no words that need to be said when he just gives you a litany. <laughs> now there's nothing left. He's basically just mic, mic dropped on he, the, uh, yeah. the song. <laughs> That's here. exactly what that was. If there's anything else you left to be said. don't need to respond, baby. Yeah, I just killed you here. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I, I like how it's, it's, it's like a, a, a techno song or whatever where it just doesn't stop. It's one pulse. You're not mm -hmm. going to drop. There's no, oh, let's drop the drums here. Let's do a solo or mm -hmm. let's... Uh, Bob, give it more emphasis at the, at the end here. Let's really mean it. No. Just, it, like, I feel like the song, he... Does it fade away? I feel like yeah. it just keep... He, he might just keep singing. He might still be singing this it's, song. It's like well, how the records end, where it just, it just fades out. Yeah, I yeah. think it is. And I just feel like he just could keep telling you about fucking mm -hmm. love yeah. and, and, and the hurt of it. That's funny. Now, like, now looking at these and, and the our two songs that we've, that we've chosen here, there's, there's definitely... Uh, some parallels to be made here. Yeah, I, I wasn't even really aware of yours either um, until, and there's there are a lot of comparisons. And then quick shot of Bucky Baxter on pedal steel, holding it down. Strat, who's doing the little like, I don't even know the little flourishes of guitar is Robert Britt, and then on the slide is Cindy Cash Dollar. I just wanted to say that name. Cindy. I don't know if that's still part of his band now. I don't know how many uh, different. Reincarnations of Bob Dylan and the band, or yeah. his band, it's called his band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the beauty. Dark Land of the Sun. Santa in the doorway. And listen to the rest of that album. Yeah. The, the listen. That's the time the, out of mind. The comeback, I guess, or the resurgence of Dylan strong albums. Yeah, that, I mean, late '90s was a weird time for music for him to come out, you know, with with another Dylan record here. It's um, true. It's kind of a weird transition where the the kind of grunge and that was had faded and we were into super pop and then rap rock yeah and that, that was the king of the day and then obviously hip-hop was dominating eminem and stuff mm -hmm. i mean not bad for a guy's 30th album <laughs> uh is it 30 yeah jesus christ um yeah, that's cool. This puts you in a nice romantic mood, even though it's sad and mm -hmm. it's about breakup. It's it's a romantic one. You you could dance with your lady to this. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's nice. Be like, look what you could do. <laughs> look what you could do to me. <laughs> Watch yourself, woman. Watch yourself. Don't leave me standing in the doorway. <laughs> but we will quickly here go back in time. Oh, go back to, to the land of 1976. Pick up sticks. I remember it fondly, George. We will go to his. Uh, only his 17th record at this point. Baby, um, a baby. A baby record. It was early Bob. Um, Desire. It's from, uh, yeah, like I said, 1976. Oh, this is the album that I should have owned if I uh, was aware at all when George bought it for me and I didn't just oh, return yeah, yeah. it to back to... <laughs> we, right. we were at a record store. Uh, uh, like a flea market, a record flea market. Yeah, doing vinyl hunting and just having a, a good old time. George hands it, so we're about to leave. George hands me Desire, and I'm like, oh yeah, I might buy this. This this is one of the records I, I might want. And then the, the, we went through, and there was other ones that I wanted. So I was like, you know, not maybe later. And I put it in this like where it wasn't supposed to be, not back where it was. I kind of put it off to the side area, and I was like, maybe I'll come back to it. We went out and got food. We're going through our vinyls and. Uh -huh. And you're just like, where's uh, where's desire? Where's desire? I was like, oh no, I didn't get it. And you're like, 
I bought it for you. <laughs> I, I pretty distinctly remember being like, oh, do you have it? Yeah, no, that's what it was, because I went, oh, do you have it? And then you went, no. I was like, oh, it's yours, because I bought it, because I have it. And uh, I was like, this is a $5 copy or whatever. Uh, I thought you were like, I thought, copy, oh, you don't have it? You need to have I, it. I, I realized where, like, the, yeah. I re realized where the, the miscommunication came, came from. Uh, but it's just it's funny so uh, I come running back <laughs> and um, and now they're closing up shop and yeah. he's like I don't know the record's somewhere fucking deep in this pile I gotta go watch a football game yeah sorry, so he yeah. just let me choose a Beatles album that was right out in the front and get the fuck out of here you weirdo yeah um, anyways but nonetheless it is one of my favorite uh, records 1976 it's got uh, a couple hits uh, Hurricane's a big one uh, Warmer Cup of Coffee is a big one Joey's a big one. Romance and Durango's a big one. Uh, Sarah's a big one. So yeah, it's did a, you just it's name a, the whole album. Yeah, I did. Couple, couple, I mean, Hurricane. Couple of, Hurricane, no doubt is. Yeah, is his most probably one of. Most I mean, they most made a goddamn popular. movie about it. Sure. Um, but I'm doing Oh Sister. Um, which like we'll, we'll play it, but it's 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 got some yeah. it's got some uh, parallels yeah. to. Uh, Standing in the doorway here. Definitely a younger man's version of it. Yeah, and uh, I love this song uh, because it was... Desire was probably the second or third Dylan record I really listened to. Yeah. I listened to um, Highway 61 and Freewheeling, Bob Dylan. Um, and then I got into Desire for whatever reason, probably because of Hurricane. And then you have Isis and Warmer Cup of Coffee and just I know these songs and then it became my favorite but Oh Sister um as far as it, I don't see it's not in directly a romantic uh a man talking or uh, a man talking to his woman calling his calling her sister like you know my sister yeah it's I definitely see it as like my brother and my sister like why are you mean to me or why yeah. why are you to you know, your neighbor why are you an asshole yeah um and we have another appearance here by Stone Cold Fox, Emmy Lou Harris, singing backups with. Uh, I see what you're doing, Bob. With Bob Dylan here. Oh, yeah. Graham dies. So. Uh, oh. Oh, look I who I could just grab to use. Doing, yeah. <laughs> use to my own advantage. Yeah, Emma Lou Harris is on this. Love it. I mean. Um, yeah. Before we start getting too much, <laughs> let's play it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also this album came out. This is after. Um, uh, blood on the track so he's in divorce mode here and that's I mean Sarah is his ex-wife so mm -hmm. he's still I mean blood on the tracks is ultimate breakup album but this is still you know it he's been hurts. stabbed yeah. he's still absolutely we'll or, go here the fifth track on the record oh sister
We're down south. Yeah, um, and, and even this, even the uh, the tempo of yeah of the Same two songs the here are, are they both kind of stay in this in this in this uh, mood the whole time. Yeah, it doesn't really uh, it lulls you, it lulls mm-hmm. you into a trance like mellow trance like state. So the first thing that sticks out to the, to this song musically is the fiddles, but yeah. also the drums. Yeah. You think they're kind of just staying doom? That was was really loud. I'm sorry, it's pop away, pops in the air. Scared me. Yeah, it scared me. Um, And the drums on uh, Desire are Ringo Starr. Just kidding. It's not, but it's they're so fucking good as far as a Dylan record goes. Um, They're amazing. And then here we have Emmylou Harris here. She's. Do you not feel them here? As well, yeah, and then they sound good together. Yeah, she knows she's. I mean, that, we talked about it on Graham's thing, but he said that she was the best harmonize. Like she could just look at you. You don't even have to know the song. Like, oh, what are you doing? I'll go exactly where you go. Yeah, and I know what I'm doing here. Yeah, and I'll make it better. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think she definitely does. Um, she definitely does here. And oh, sister, when I come to lie in your arms, you should not treat me like a stranger. Our father would not like the way that you act, and must realize the danger. So There's a lot of Jesus religious, God stuff here. Yeah, some religious stuff going on here, but also it's like a broader humanity type sure. of song too. Yeah. Not just I, I don't know. It, I think it's definitely fair to any interpretation. Yeah, here. I mean, uh, if you want to make it like you know, brothers and sisters in Christ kind of thing here, you can. But uh, and they will. I think the yeah. What do you mean? Oh, you mean people in general's interpretations? Yeah, of that? people will be like, no, it's definitely about. Jesus. Oh yeah. You, I mean, once you see Father, I mean. Yeah, and, fa- then, and then he goes. Our uh, Father. And is it not our purpose? Uh, <clears throat> sorry, give me one second. George is crying, folks. <laughs> I just needed to clear my throat. Right? Uh, I didn't like mean crying. Moral. I meant coughing. Sorry. Yeah, different c word. Um, Cunt. And is our okay? Oh, oh, sister, am I not a brother to you, and one deserving of affection? And is our purpose not the, not the same on this earth to love and follow His direction? His being capital H I S, God, Allah, um, Muhammad, Jos- Josue, um, Yahweh, Yahweh. That's what I meant to say. Josue. <laughs> Josue. <laughs> um, jo- you meant that you didn't finish. Jehovah. Jehovah. Joseph. Jehovah and, and Yahweh. ISIS. Combined with ISIS. That. Um, yeah, and thank ISIS for ruining that song on the album. I Anyways. know. Thanks ISIS, which is another fucking great one. Listen to Desire. Yeah, there's not. I mean, I I, I don't want to get. Uh, we don't need to get too deep into all to all the songs here, but this is just a beautiful. I mean, the harmonica, everything. You can't help but just fucking feel this song. But we died and were reborn, and then mysteriously saved. Mm-hmm. Um, By the grace of God. By the mysterious grace, ways, by the grace God of Jesus was on the cross. But I'm gonna come back with that. And mm-hmm. since I did a little research last second, I didn't know I didn't know we we're gonna do the song. Mm-hmm. 
he performed it around that time, um, and Joan Baez, one of his old old flames, yeah. and this is after and, so, and backup sing and another like Joan Baez musician in her own right. Yeah, well, I I mean like with Graham Parsons, Emmylou Harris. Oh right. Also another one of those kind of dynamic duos was was Bob and Joan. Yeah, yeah, and and they were a couple, and she was part of the whole. Uh, what, what, what's New York uh, Greenwich Phoenix. Village yeah. that whole the beats the beats and all those those poets um, and th- there were a couple of them so so Bob's in a divorce your old flames are gonna start popping out right mm-hmm. so he's at I, I wish I had the recording of it and we'll we'll probably post it yeah and he he even says Joan Baez is in the crowd at whatever this benefit thing is so this song is to this woman she knows who she is nice and she's at the show, yeah. and, you know, and that maybe it could be something different, but the plot thickens. Uh, Joan ended up writing a song called "Old Brother," mm-hmm. and it's a lot more. If you read the lyrics, a lot more pretty distinct about an ex-lover. Yeah. So I think it's one of those. Um, you go through a huge breakup, and not that you're just like I'm going back to my old, but all all that comes flooding back. All the other relationships and. Why, why didn't this one work? What was this one to this one? And it, the lyrics kind of follow that too, mm-hmm. where he's just. Um, it, it almost sounds like maybe we could just hang out together. And from the the lyrics from Old Brother or whatever, it sounds like she was just like you were a douche back then. Like yeah. you, you're you're being sweet now, um, but you forgot what you did to me back then. Mm-hmm. And. I, that definitely time heals all wounds. Time also makes you forget how much of a douche you were at one yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, it's, easy to, it's easier to forget that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like don't turn away, sister. When I come back, knock on your door. Don't turn away. You'll create sorrow. And then the best album of or the best line of the song, almost kind of on the last song that we were talking about, which is funny, where he has no more no more words to say. He ends this whole thing, this rant to this this plea to this sister, his girl or whatever is some godlike figure time is an ocean but it ends at the shore you may not see me tomorrow like uh, I know you're still angry but mm-hmm. I might die and then we're never gonna resolve this um, the beautiful song George absolutely and very uh, yeah we, we picked two maybe some douches will say Bob Dylan songs all sound the same and you didn't really do that much different but they are similar from all the other Dylan songs yeah I mean could have done uh, Positively Fort Street like and, a Rolling Stone yeah I don't uh, know Along the Watchtower yeah. John Leslie Harding anything anything, anything. yeah um Bob Dylan's 115th Dream, which is one of my favorite Dylan songs. Uh, I had to do a, a paper on that in high school. 115? Mm-hmm. Nice, that's a great one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if you just... Dylan has too much. We had to pick two. We picked two that are similar. Maybe George and I just... We, we clone to those songs a little more. I don't know. It just happens to be the first one. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Dylan, Bob, love you. Thank you so much for being on this earth and writing music obviously I like you a little more since I saw four of your songs and uh, George didn't see any so Bob uh, if if you could remember fan I am if you could remember me in your will buddy yeah, fuck fuck well, uh, your your son the quick little thing here the first thing we saw uh, the first time I saw Dylan uh, was two three years ago at the now defunct Irvine uh, Meadows Amphitheater in yeah. Orange County California another, another memory ripped away from us yeah and it was called the Americana tour and Mm-mm-mm. it was uh, Amer- yeah Americ- Americanorama mm-hmm. I think it might have been yeah. and uh, 
It was Bob Dylan with uh, two of Charlie and, and, my, and mine f- favorite bands, Wilco and My Morning Jacket. Home run. Uh, absolutely. Grand slam. Uh, opening, middling, and closing the set. Uh, and it was beautiful. I, Dylan uh, amazed me, really, because... I knew I knew what he was gonna do. I, I mean, not knew what he was gonna do, but I knew he was not gonna sing the songs that uh, yeah. the way we know it. Well, and every- I was still impressed with the reworking of the songs and the vibe that he set. Yeah, everyone um, just sit down. Yeah, just this relax. Is a different experience. Yeah, and yeah. just kind of let it soak in over you. Mm-hmm. Smoke a little dubs. Yeah. No, just- I thought it was a great. Uh, I thought it was a great set. He- and- Bummed we didn't miss see him, at, or I didn't see him at a desert trip. I yeah, am, I am very bummed at that. Yeah, and bummed I was just kind of checked out uh, yeah. and showed up really late. I mean, it is what it is. It's life. Um, and yeah, the, and it kind of had that same vibe from what I do remember, anyways. Mm-hmm. That he he does this really cool thing where it feels like we're all sitting around a campfire together. Yeah, <laughs> three thousand, four, ten thousand. I don't know how many fit in, into and that. This isn't um, desert trip. I'm talking about when we saw them in Irvine. Yeah, what is that? Fourteen thousand people. Anyways, he made Probably it intimate. Like Some somehow he made yeah. it intimate that it's like you were kinda, singing around a campfire. Yeah, like he, had, he had these lights all around him in a circle, very mellow, but like not no, no overhead, flashing, you know, which every show is nowadays, which is fine. It, I actually like lights and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. he just kept it like this baseline fire around him. Yeah, very subtle, and it 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 made you feel a little comfy, a little warm. Um, yeah. And I mean, Wilco and My More Jacket will be covering them on one of their albums each someday in the future, probably together. Uh, absolutely. Uh, oh, sister. God damn it. God damn it, women. Look what you're doing to us. Making us write great songs. <laughs> so we'll go on to the uh, second act at uh, Desert Trip here. Little band? Called the Rolling Stones. Uh, Rolling Stones with the second act of the weekend. And like we mentioned earlier, we were all in the state that we were in. Um, and I'm gonna, it's my, it's now my turn to pick it's your a turn. Song. Actually, my sister was too. But uh, we're gonna start off with a song called Mother's Little Helper off Ooh. of uh, the compilation album Flowers or Aftermath. It's very confusing. It, yeah. was, it was on the album Aftermath, but then they put it on the compilation. But album. also, Aftermath was like a, an American version, but not a UK version. Oh. I believe. Oh, and quick, one thing. Sorry, right before we leave, uh, Oh Sister, um, yeah. I, I just I told you that it reminded me of a song. It reminds me of his old bandmate, old band, the band, The Weight. Rode in the Nazareth mm-hmm. on a oh, day. Yeah, yeah. da, da, da. It's got yeah. that. Total the weight absolutely. The, the, anyways, um, and another thing you should listen to is Bob Dylan the Basement Tapes. Uh, oh, the demos. Which was another song I was gonna. Um, the, the, I when I first thought we were doing this podcast, we we're gonna do two songs each. The other one is uh, was a song off the Basement Tapes. Dude, it is fucking awesome. Yeah, the thing that's pissing me off, mo- <clears throat> like I already knew we we're already blowing Dylan, and you can listen to all the stuff, and it's pretty pretty good. The demo tapes, and they're all on Spotify. They're all there. Mm-hmm. He's got 12 different volumes of all really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a quick thing. Right before we leave Dylan, too, I watched um, Matt Berenger from The National. Berenger. He was yeah. uh, on Tavis Smiley's Good Show After Charlie Rose. Uh, you should be watching this if you're at all interested in the world. Um, but Tavis Smiley, I, I don't watch him as much. Um, but anyways, he was on for like 10 minutes, and they had, he was talking to some musical guests. Um, and then I looked up an article and I sent it to my friend, my guys, guys in my band, you guys. Yeah. Uh, did you read that article? It's pretty good. No, I haven't. Um, and, and he pretty much said his his take on on 
people that want to be artistic and even more specifically songwriters because that's what he is is don't stop being so precious with your songs just keep writing keep letting it i know this all sounds cliche but then mm-hmm. he went to dylan and he goes i i have a theory that dylan has more worse songs than better songs but his best songs are the greatest songs in the world yeah well absolutely uh and and because of the output yeah, you, you're. What are you gonna have? Three hundred of the best songs of all time. Yeah, can we, exactly. You, you're you, gonna have. You're gonna fail more than you're gonna be successful. The most successful people fail a lot. Let's all. Well, not everyone, but because some jobs you can, you gotta be more. You can't be batting 200, 250. Okay, but for sure, for, for sure. artistic output, if yeah. you're batting two fifty, three hundred. Yeah. You get if, a good if job. your hits are all fucking home runs, uh, you're you not. Know. You're not real. You're AI. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, another band, all the guys, basically everybody who's on this, uh, the Who maybe not as much, but most of the performers uh, that we're they'll be talking today and Desert Trip have over thirty albums each. Yeah, and, but and as far as the Who, if you look at their, I think they have a, a playlist that they were on a fiftieth anniversary tour. When you listen to them, we'll get into them. The amount of like bangers, oh yeah, is absolutely. ridiculous, yeah. and that's all they played at yeah. the show. But. Mm-hmm. So I'm going. We're doing Mother's Little Helper. Uh, no, well, we'll just we'll get yeah, to it and then before we'll, we start chitty chatting. Chitty chat. What do you know? I have to pee, George. Oh, big surprise! I'm doing push-ups after I pee now. Try to get fucking. What are you doing? Make sure every time I go to the bathroom, I do push-ups. Why? Just to fucking do something else. Like get motivated. So it's like a if I go pee, and I don't mean just while we're doing the podcast, just in life. No, just yeah. do 10 push-ups, 50, 20 push-ups every time I go to the bathroom. Why not? Really? Oh, yeah. Why not? No, that's a good idea. Just, that's your little pentameter for when I need to do this. Well, yeah, because I'm finding time. Like, when do I do workout at night? Oh, and then we, I got family stuff to do, and mm-hmm. I, I got whatever music stuff I want to do. Just do push-ups during the day after you pee. That's smart. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. My girl kind of helped me with that. But. What I do is I take Mother's Little Helper. Oh, I love Mother's Little Helper, too. <laughs> I like the drugs. <laughs> Mother's Little Helper. Here we go. What a drag it is getting old Kids are different today I hear every mother say Mother needs something today to calm her down And though she's not really ill There's a little yellow pill She goes running for the shelter of her mother's There's a couple of lines in all music that I like to just repeat just in, you know, if I'm really hungover or 
Just like, whatever. I don't know. Just a bad day. Sure. What a drag it is getting old. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, when there's nothing else, just what a drag it is getting old. Love that. Um, Mother's Little Helper. And yeah. I think they coined the term. People use that, and it wasn't, there was no term, Mother's that Little term. Helper. That's cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, brilliant song in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, it's Valium, or I guess some people were, were upset and they. Uh, where are we here? New, uh, Nembutal? N E M B U T O L. That was another big drug. Mm-hmm. But Valium, I, I, that was a really big drug. I mean, it's still a big drug, but in the 60s for the uh, the housewife. The bored, bored housewife. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a warning song to drug addiction. Drug addiction as well. Um, you know, it, it is kind of tongue in cheek about. Uh, about, I mean, really not that tongue-in-cheek, but it is tongue-in-cheek about uh, mom needs this thing to keep going through the day, the mundane of life, and, um, you know, she buys an instant cake and burns her frozen steak. She goes running on the shelter of her mother's little helper. So it's like every time that there's uh, issues in a life, we resort to these drugs or, or something to dumb us down and just make us forget and smothers will help her. Yeah, there's, it, there really is like a nice kind of layer of addiction through every paragraph where it starts off, what a drag it is getting old. Again, that's the, just the, the whole, we all, that we're all in the existential dilemma of we're getting old and we're dying. Yeah. Sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kids are different today. You got the mom complaining about, these kids are all on drugs. Mom, you are too. Yeah. You know, or you're on some drug. It doesn't even have to be an actual drug, but everyone's got their fucking escapism. Yeah. Or whatever it is. So she's she's complaining about her day-to-day. Uh, and it's, I understand it. It must suck when you just buy, you know, that's it. That's all your, your life is. And your husband's doing these great things and probably cheating on you with the... Secretary, the maid, and secretary, and yeah. you're sitting there like, oh, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep popping these pills, and, and your kids are giving you shit. And, yeah. Um, so she starts off there, and then she starts cooking. She so the drugs are taking more effect. Um, now she's not cooking fresh food anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's buying the instant cake. She's burning the frozen steak. So she's she's stu- not being a good mom anymore. Yeah. Now, now that's starting to affect her. And then it gets into the relationship. Because um. you know it's coming a problem Doctor please Some more of these Outside the door She took two Four more So it's like The second that She gets her, her thing She's got to get her fixed Yeah oh no I guess the next thing is Yeah men are just the same today So like Now No one No one Understands why I'm tired But now you're Ridiculously tired Because you're just Always drugged up So now you need to Tranquilize your mind Even more Yeah Um and and it just, and then it just goes that the pursuit of happiness just seems a bore. Like everything, anything now is a bore. So every line is the kids, the husband, and these might all be legit, but everything is falling apart. And you're just you're like, if I just take a little more of these, I'll get through the next level. Um, yeah, and then it's the placement of blame on the other things around her, not the actual drug that yeah. she's sucking down. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of the end of an era two for uh, the Rolling Stones where, the, I mean, it's a funny song. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like funny little tongue-in-cheek jokes in it. The way he's singing it, the way the band sounds, it's not that like Rolling Stones that we all know now, the 
rock and roll bluesy bluesy yeah. guys this is like pop um and it's very it, british very british yeah uh, yeah it's the kinks-ish type of sound mm -hmm. um and and there was a quote that uh mick jagger even said like that was an end of our time and I, like I, I can't even imagine writing like that at that time but yeah there was an english thing that we all kind of had like snarky Sarcasm, we were yeah. kind of, you know, and that's the British way. It's kind of sure. cool, it's absolutely. Punk way. Especially those guys in those times, and then really nothing's changed. But you watch, yeah, you still got Damon Albarn sure. being like that, and, yeah. and, and those guys, yeah. and they picked up on that. Um, yeah, and and my favorite era is is after uh, Brian Jones died. Not that he died, but they they did go to that more Rocky Blues. But they they picked up uh, Mick Taylor, and yeah. just that era of him is fucking phenomenal. But you cannot deny this the first period mm -hmm. stuff with Brian Jones. First he, he's the one that pushed them to expand. He was the the outside thinker. Yeah. They wanted to be blues band and he's like, let's do psychedelic, let's add in mm -hmm. Well actually that was Jack uh, Nietzsche, who was uh, who played something called the Nietzsche phone. And Zach Nietzsche or Jack Nietzsche, he uh, was a freaking collaborator with uh, Neil Young and a bunch of those guys. Oh, yeah. Like he, he was... married Neil Young's ex-wife. Did he? Yeah, I, I, when I was doing notes about that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. like uh, he will um, regular or, or Neil Young will like re regularly give uh, Jack Nietzsche credit for just collaboration and and Jack and he's one of those Phil Spector type dudes. Um, excuse me, as far as just being on. You know, he was with Crazy Horse and and Stones a few few different times in the Stones and uh, and with Neil Young here. So powerful Jack Nietzsche. Yeah, and sorry. So the was actually the twelve string too, mm -hmm. um, and and uh, it's got like an Oriental like ding 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 sound yeah. to it. It's also the sitar. There's a sitar in it. Mm -hmm. Second sitar ever to be recorded in Western music uh, after uh, Norwegian Wood. By oh, the Beatles, really? so that's them. They they were always not copying them, but like you do that, we'll do this. Sure. Um, and yeah. Brian Jones is playing the sitar, so again, he's he's the George Harrison of the band. Let's let's go a little weird here. Let's mm -hmm. let's keep pushing the boundaries. Um, and yeah, it's it. I just the overall thing is kind of making fun of they're getting shit for being rock stars, and you guys all do drugs, which is absolutely true. But. I see in the news people dying of drug overdoses every day, and they're not rock stars. They're yeah. just normal people. We all have the same shit. They the may, house, the maybe statistically, yeah, yeah, people in music are, are prone to do a lot more. Or, or, I don't know. I don't know. That's whatever. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of people out there that are living the rock star it's, life. It's really pointing out the hypocrisy of uh, of different drug everybody has their drugs everybody has their vice and yeah. the the housewife uh there's no like no expectations no saying i was gonna say no expectations and it also and also just kind of feeling bad like i get it i get why you'd want to do drugs i would too mm -hmm. what the fuck absolutely. else are you doing absolutely but we put them down no there's no excuse Stay home and cook, bitch. And just the melody here. I mean, yeah. the Stones like melodies. I, I wouldn't say that they're 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 anywhere near the, the Beatles as far as melody. But, but, but then again, Paul McCartney is probably the best melody writer of all time. Yeah. Um, but, but that's the why melody I, here is so great. George has this big giddy <laughs> smile. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they're still around. Or 
that's why you have these popular six bands. They're all melodic. Yeah. Like melody is music. If you can think of good melodies, that shit sticks in your head forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you actually say something behind it, too. Yeah, if you're just like... I don't know. I can't think of anything this stupid. This is the best thing is that the best. you ever heard before. <laughs> it's a Tenacious D song, I think. <laughs> and I get the... Uh, there's like a synthesizer creeping in at mm-hmm. that, that part too. Yeah. Kind of cool drums, but very simple song. And and um, they also said they never Charlie Watts said they never played this because it was a fucking really hard song to play. Interesting. I just I don't know for whatever reason they couldn't get it right or they just hated playing it live. Yeah. One of my favorites. Um, Great tune. We'll move on to yours now, but yeah, uh, check out Flowers. Check out Aftermath. Um, and you know, it's good Rolling Stones. Check out the Rolling Stones. <laughs> If you never check them out, check out the Rolling yeah. Stones. Uh, R O L. You can probably figure it out. R O L L I N. Not Rolling Stone. Rolling Stones. Not Rolling Stones magazine. Not the magazine. But we'll move over here to. Uh, 1960s ni- Beggar's Banquet. This is the last. Banging album. Yeah, so good. And this is kind of that transition into the second phase Rolling Stones. So they were already starting to do um, more of the bluesy, darker, just fucking classic I mean they is the baton was passed to it's still so tough to say because Led Zeppelin was starting but Rolling Stones became the greatest band when the Beatles were pretty much fluttering out or right around this time they still had a couple more years but Rolling Stones kind of took the the helm of that and then you got Zeppelin and Pink Floyd blah 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 um so yeah banger of an album I love the uh, cover of Beggar's Banquet too the restroom this shitty restroom that we've all been in at bars Graffiti, but not. it makes you feel at home sometimes. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's nice to be in lavish places where everything is just beautiful. And but sometimes you just want to go to a shitty. There's character in the grit. Yeah, thank you. So uh, Bukowski, have you? <laughs> uh, anyways, I uh, I chose the second song after uh, the song called "Sympathy for the Devil." You guys might know that one. Yeah, and uh, they they played that. Oh, actually, sorry. Let's quickly go to the Stones yeah. set list and and. Again, the mood and all that stuff. Their set was amazing. Yeah, I had so, I was so impressed with them. They they will definitely if if anyone's gonna give you everything of what you would want, mm-hmm. just the cliche and not cliche bad, just what you want to find. Where the cliche clothes, come from? The clothes, yeah, yeah. This is the band, and a lot of people were complaining that there was two songs in the middle that. Uh, Keith Richards saying, but Keith Richards is gonna get what he wants, mm-hmm. and he, he was kind of the uh, the mix up, and the, I, I, there were even people that we hung out with that weren't happy with that. But anyways, start me up, yeah. of course, of course, start me up, mm-hmm. first song, you got me rocking, which is uh, which is kind of cool. You got me rocking, out of control, and uh, ride them down, which is the Jimmy Reed covered uh, the fourth song. Mm-hmm. But you got me rocking, out of control. We're on their more recent. Which is funny now. I think these are '80s and '90s albums, but yeah. not not their classics. Uh-huh. So they start off, but these songs are bangers. They're like great concert, big stadium yeah. stadium yeah. songs. Which is kind of nice because I I didn't see the others too, but I was like, okay, we didn't miss like I I can I can yeah. be okay with not hearing those, those yeah, first three exactly. songs. Exactly. They were know? just kind of warming up. Yeah. Uh, they got into mixed emotions. Another one. Mixed and then, emotions was one that I knew, and then I was like, okay, cool. I know this one because we were. I only heard the first first three songs. You guys are walking in. As we were walking in. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And then they come with the, uh, just the the kill you. 
horses. Wild horses. It's only rock and roll, but I like it. They do come together. Beatles. First time ever. First time ever. Yeah, it was just a. It was very a blues, uh, bluesy sal- uh, salute. Nod, yeah. Not over to the to, to Sir Paul. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be there, tumbling dice, honky donk woman. And then, so, I mean, those those four that we did and obviously come together, the Beatles, mm-hmm. just all just huge, gi- yeah. gigantic rockers. Keith Richards takes over to Slipping Away, Little T and A. It was, uh, it was weird. Yeah. No, I, went, I did go to the bathroom at this point. It was bathroom time for a lot of people. go get a couple beers. And I was like, Keith singing? Cool. Well, all right. It, he, it but wasn't he had, terrible. Well, no, and he has some great songs. Like the song Happy is a fucking yeah. great song. I, I wish he played that. Uh, I think it was the other Silver... I get Silver Train. I think that's his other song. A great two songs he could have done. You know, you want to do Slipping Away and uh, Little Tina. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get back to just slaughter your face off. Yeah. Time to end strong here. Midnight Rambler. Yeah. Miss You. Give Me Shelter. Sympathy for the Devil. Brown Sugar. Jumpin' Jack Class. Encore. You can't always get what you want. Satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, boom. Even if you don't even listen to them, you, you already know those you songs. Know those They're songs. in... Your DNA. They're in, yeah. I don't think it'll be in our DNA for a long, long time to come. So, I mean, the Stones gave you... What you of, wanted to hear. Out of all the... It's so, yeah. They, they gave you everything. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I gave everything I had to. <laughs> Clearly. All right. So, uh, let's, let's get into the second song, No Expectations. They did not play this because, as you'll hear, this is not really a song you're going to play in front of $8,000. No. $8,000. Yeah, it's not. No Expectations. What a drag it is getting old
gave you uh, quite a uh, little little time to listen to that song. Very nice. A nice uh, late evening. Sipping on some lemonade with some vodka mixed in it. <laughs> Chatting with your friends about uh, days gone by. Um, no expectations. The fi- the last song that uh, Brian Jones ever played on, he's playing the slide, which is what makes the song. And sure. and Nippy Ho- Nicky Hopkins' uh, piano that starts trickling in during the the breakdown, and then you hear it throughout the rest of the song right now. And then it's three chord song. It, they're sitting sitting around. They they recorded this sitting around together like arm in arm. It's all live. Um, you got uh, Charlie Watts on the clavs, um, and it's yeah, just a uh, here's a nice little piano, little trickles. Um, kind of, I think I don't know if there's a quote or I wrote the song of loneliness in tribute to Robert Johnson. Kind of just it's it's very bluesy, old school blues, but with that English Learning sensibility. Just going to a station, put me on a train, n- never coming back here again. Um, it's just kind of, it's a, it's a looking back and going forward with life with no expectations of what's coming up ahead. And w- a great line is, uh, I lo- our love is like our music. It's here and then it's gone. It's plain and simple. Um, and and uh, we talk about singers trying to sell the song. Mick does a, a good job. Sometimes he can be a little goofy or like overly sang songs, like twen- or overly not British. Yeah. You know, he like tries to be like a country guy. But yeah. this one, he, he's straight down the line, mm-hmm. and, and I like it. He sounds sad. When I mean, you get all the feels with the with the lap steel and the yeah. uh, and the clav here, and and then when you know that it's the last time that it's almost like they're they, they don't go. know that, but yeah. they're departing with their their. One of their main kind of, uh, you read uh, Keith's book, and he doesn't seem to really give Brian Jones a lot of credit. And of course, he was a drug addict, so he was probably annoying as fuck. Sure. You know, and probably does, just was like, I didn't like being around the guy. But, I mean, again, th- without the slide on this, I'm sure Keith could have played it. Um, but he didn't. But he didn't. And uh, it's just, it's not trying to be flashy. Maybe Keith would have tried to overdo it. It's just falling right behind Mick Jagger. You know, it's almost like chasing him. Which, uh, I mean, that's... Keith is great at, at doing that. Yeah, uh, um, for sure, I know. He's no slouch himself. No. And I think here what we have is another one of these, like, rambling, rambling man songs. Mm-hmm. You know, just a guy moving on to the next thing of his life. And at least here he's learned, he's learned some sort of lesson of no expectations this time. You yeah. Know, I was a rich man before, now I'm poor. Your heart is like a diamond where you throw pearls at the swine. And I watch you leaving me and you pack the peace of mind. Our love was like a water that splashes on a stone. He's, he's getting poetic here, but he's moving on. Yeah, as I watch you leaving me, you pack my peace of mind. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah You're taking really away nice. my fucking sanity. Now I'm just uh, kind of a loose ball, loose cannon. Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time being like, ah, fuck it. It yeah. is what it is. Time to, time to move on. So, yeah. Great one, dude. Yeah. Pretty, pretty song. Absolutely. And still, everyone, like, I, for a second there, I was like, I want to play a song that's really showing everyone's strengths, but why? Wait, this is in, in their own weird way. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. You know, we're not letting Charlie Watts go off on the drums, but he's never done that. That's not his role. Mm-hmm. He never go. Charlie Watts doesn't ever want to be the, the 
forefront of the band all. He's just always the backbeat, and he's just he's clavin it. Yeah. He's probably just sitting there, bloody hell. Yeah. Or oh, they're all just out of their minds, <laughs> wasted and late. And I could just see like Brian Jones slumped over and just. This is a country. This is a country campfire song too. Yeah, for sure. Um, put on your dusty boots and go uh, go on the train. In yeah. this airplane here. This is the song. If you're driving, you put it on. You're gonna start looking up to the over in the corner of your yeah. eye. You start thinking about shit. <laughs> Look at the sky. <laughs> So, uh, cheers, Rolling Stones. Powerful. We'll cheers ourselves. We just opened up some frosty Modelos. Yep. Doing Modelo Special, can brewed in Mexico. We've moved One of on. my go-tos uh, in life in general. Uh, no Americas today is we're uh, trying to um, better Expand relations our with, our, with our brothers from the South. And we're drinking their fine cerveza. Yeah, we feel like we're arm in arm mm-hmm. with beer and beer. Yeah, as we should be. It is the beer that brings us together. So, cheers to uh, to our southern brothers. Cheers to the first day of Desert Trip. Yep, and it's gone just um, like that, just like our music. It's here one, today. Day one is over. And it's gone. But we'll go to our uh, our, our boy Neil. The one oh we've boy. Been, uh, oh we've been boy. talking, talking, loving about uh, oh, Neil Young opening Saturday night, like we, we mentioned. And it was amazing. Um, wanna wanna go over your uh, set list or the oh, your, yeah. your set list for the uh, show? So yeah, we started with he, we come out and he's playing. Uh, what is he playing? Um, go brain, go, go old brain, man, go. Uh, old man, he's uh, no. That's funny. He actually, he, I mean, he does play after the Gold Rush. Oh, sorry. As as I'm typing in after the gold rush on my computer right now, yeah. I, I couldn't think of the answer. All right, so he does four, maybe six songs solo. Yeah, That's it was balls. him on a piano. Yeah, and then him on an organ. Where there yeah. was one song I I don't even know what it was called, but I probably was called Mother's Mother's Earth, yeah. Mother Earth, and it was very nerdy or not nerdy. It was very that like. Uh, Pre- choir, choir, and singing about Mother Earth. But at the time, dude, I was feeling it. I was Hell like, yeah. "Fuck yes!" Yeah, uh, it was just it was him on an organ, just doing ooh, Mother Earth. Yeah. Your winds are like the feathers of whatever it is, yeah. and it was. At, yeah, I did. At some I mean, point, I turned around to you. I was like, "Dude." He just did an organ song with him and an organ in front of ninety thousand people. Balls. Hey, and if you're if the winds are like the feathers of whatever it is, <laughs> whatever I just said. I agree with that. Uh, sorry, go. All right, what's, so what are the songs? So just if you're if you had all known Neil Young, I mean, this is just he comes killing you. And I like that he did these ones solo because these songs just they're great lyrics and they're just Neil Young's voice, even without a band, it just it resonates he's he's no not that the other guys were, were Paul McCartney his you can tell when he's trying to do his little Richard and some of the higher uh-huh. stuff it's it's, uh-huh. it's 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 gone it's gone it's not terrible but it's it's gone um it, or it's really straining yeah um and some of the other guys too he still has that weird he's fucking voice and maintain it, his and it, like, it just like it penetrates through the mic through the speakers and it's Strong. Yeah. It's not. It never comes off quivering or. Anyways. Quivering when he when it, it's it's fitting. Yeah. Like it, his voice will crack when it's like. Oh no! The it's right t- time. It's, it's like out of tune. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
There was yeah. some drunk guy that would walk by me and he just goes, greatest attitude singer ever, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So after the gold rush, boom. I mean, mm -hmm. Tom York's covered this. We, we're all fanatics of this song. Uh, the whole silver spaceship coming down yeah. to take the children to the golden. Ugh, God, forget about it. And, the chosen ones. And, and even that, I did the arms raise with the uh, we all get high. What's the lyric on that? Um, I, I had some and I felt like, like getting high, you know, just, yeah. and you just heard like everyone just, yeah, this is yeah. nice, like <laughs> universal, Horse. whatever it was on, you know, yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah. Whatever your high was, uh, heart of gold mm -hmm. comes a time that is a personal favorite of mine. Great and one. he did that solo mm. and he was on acoustic by then. So he went piano after the gold rush, acoustic, acoustic, heart of gold comes a time. Then, as George is saying, he does the big solo on the pump organ for Mother Earth. One of those songs that you're like, okay, this is not being like a... Because it then sounds like you're a cynical bitch. You can never hear anything that has a message. Mm -hmm. But it, it is that kind of song, but the way he sells it. I, I was yeah. usually... I'm going to laugh with those songs. And then at this point, yeah. I was just like, dude, we need to help Mother Gaia. God we damn. need to help her out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes in with Out on the Weekend. Hell yeah. It's mm -hmm. Out on the Weekend, which is literally what we are doing. Yeah. So nice to hear. Human Highway, which is off of uh, Comes a Time. Another mm -hmm. great song. Then he goes... A little weird that he he plays newer songs. Terrorist Suicide, Hang Gliders. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Show Me. Um, I, that's an older song, but uh, I don't I didn't know Terrorist Suicide, Hang Gliders. And then the highlight of my, besides his jams later on, uh, Harvest Moon. Yeah. The sun was like pretty much down. The moon was out. Mm -hmm. And it's such a fucking pretty song. Mm -hmm. And this is when I the band came on. Um, it says Neil and Acoustic, but they did the harmonizing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, with Willie's boys, yeah, it was not at throughout those those couple yeah. of those songs, even Human Highway, uh, uh, the terrorist one, um, Show Me, I didn't really know, and then Harvest Moon, obviously I knew, but throughout the set, I was just like, yes, keep like keep play the whatever this is right now, keep doing what yeah. you're doing. And I it was, was never like, oh, gold shit, play stuff I know. Yeah. The stuff that I didn't know blew my mind. And it was this slow build. He just yeah. kept on coming up and then more band would come on and they'd start rocking. And then they yeah. then they got pretty dirty here. They did Words, mm -hmm. Walk On, yeah. which we've covered. Uh, on the beach, on the beach. Then he did a, this was the only song that I was just like, eh, uh, Texas Rangers. That's how I felt too. I was like, this is fun, but yeah. I blamed uh, Luca. I think it's Luca's song. Why? Luca Will. I don't know. It just sounds like a song that mm -hmm. Willie Nelson's son was like, we should do the song. It's different. It's it's out there. I like the cure. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying the cure. Yeah. I don't know. He just, and no, it has nothing to do with him. Obviously, this is a um, Neil Young song. It was just weird. Mm -hmm. It was just a weird song. Mm -hmm. It was funny, I guess. It just, it, it threw off a different vibe. From Especially the else. way they can where he continues going down there. Yeah, it's and then like, he comes Powderfinger down by the river, which was just <laughs> It's what we came in with on the on the intro here. Yeah. It but was that the was the the highlight of the weekend probably yeah. for me music wise. Yeah. yeah. Just and this is kind of that <laughs> loose thing we were talking about where they would just go on these extended jams, but it wasn't the kind of to show off how good I am on guitar. It everyone was they were feeding off each other and they build up build up they'd take it down take it down build up mm -hmm. and if you watch uh if you if you youtube any like down by the river there's this is how they do it they they start off with uh, like a like an instrumental instrumental jam 
go in and first verse chorus and then they jam out for m- a lot of videos online from even from like 1984 ni- uh, 95 2000 uh, throughout there's a couple just great renditions of it as you go they're all 15 minutes long yeah i think the way i think how long he went for this one was like 22 minutes 23 minutes there was no, there was a time where i was like same song yeah definitely the same song i i like i knew it but it was such a journey of a jam. I remember going, this is the same fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was such a jam. And yeah, it didn't end, and, and I kept wanting it to go, honestly. Yeah. Um, especially when you go, down by the And they, they kept on making it heavier. I shot my baby. Yep. Yeah. It was. It didn't get old. It was the highlight of the of the the weekend. It really was. Absolutely. It was just. It was because it was fresh and no one knew what was going to happen. You know, with the other songs, it's more predictable. You're like, and it's great moment, but that one was no no one was ready for it. No. And I'm sure there were a lot of people that didn't like it. Fair enough. Yeah. Then they go. So George said at the beginning of the show they had farmers come out and plant seeds. Well, at this point, after down by the river, they have. Pestis, uh, people dressed up in like hazmats, uh-huh. uh, like shooting like pesticide all across the stage. stage yeah, pretty another little fucking mm-hmm. And then he comes out with Seed Justice, which I, I think is a new song. Yeah, um, Monsanto he's not a big fan of. Uh, then he goes into Peace Trail, Welfare Mothers, which is I was I know that song and I did not think he would play that song. Uh, what's the line? Welfare Mothers make good lovers. Uh huh. Nice. Yeah. I remember whispering that. I was like, hey, just so you know. Make good lovers. lovers. Yeah. So they'd sing like, do, 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 something, and welfare. Like every, they'd do one verse, and then that, welfare mothers mm-hmm. make good lovers. And then, of course, and he even joked about it. He's like, yeah, I'm about to play Rockin' in the Free World. And then didn't he say, like, I'm... He's like, we're only going to do 35 seconds 30 seconds, yeah. And the great thing was, so he did it. Stop. They do, like, this jam. One, the big, stupid rock star. One, two, three, simp, end. And then, like, there'd be, like, a little feedback, and then... And they would sing Rockin' in the Free World again. They would sing the chorus over again. They did it, like, three times. They kept stopping, like, obviously, this is it. Everyone's cheering like crazy. And then it drops back in just to fuck (laughs) it. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, how many is that? 19 songs? 18? 18, but, like you said, there was a Mm 23-minute jam, and there Mm -hmm. were other jams in there, too. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I think sandwiched in with... uh, with Down by the River there, there was jams before well, and after. The free world, and, yeah. um, and it was great. Uh, a song that I really wish he played is the song that I'm picking here. Me for, too. Uh, Neil Young on After the Gold Rush. Um, a song that is near and dear to my heart. Um, only love can break your heart.
favorite line. Yeah, it's the best one. down that he's found. Neil Young. Waltzing you. One, two, three. One, two, three. But then it does that. And it speeds up there. And his voice, that like, what the hell is that? How do you... In After the Gold Rush, there's a ton of those, like, even uh, the song After the Gold Rush was, he was just like, Look at Mother Nature's yeah, when, silver when, when you try to do it, you can't even... Because <laughs> no. you, you just do the... Look at yeah. you, you can't even find like a... Every guy just wanted to... Look at Mother Nature... We do the Eddie Vedder, you know? We can't help it. And that fucker just... And, and, and it's beautiful. And it's so vulnerable and sad and... But okay with everything. Just kind of... What a voice. So, I mean, it's mostly that. Only love can break your heart. Try to be sure right from the start. Yeah, just um, jamming it into your head. What if um, only love can break your heart? What if your world should fall apart? And I, I like he, you know, remember when you were young, or you didn't say remember, but when you were young and on your own, how did it feel to be alone? Um, I was always thinking of games that I was playing, try to make the best of my time. Mm-hmm. Just always, you can always go back to remember that you're always good alone. Not, not always good. Not you should be with someone, but you'll be okay. You were alone as a, as a kid making up games. You can make up. You, you'll be fine as long as you love yourself. If you lose love and not even, I guess he's saying love can break your heart. Uh, an actual different person, but if you give up loving yourself, mm-hmm. hell, you're fucked. I mean, the, the title of the song is "Only Love Can Break Your Heart." I think they're saying like, well, at least it's only love. You know, only love can break your heart. Yeah, you everything else can break your heart, but love's what's gonna break your heart. Yeah, and uh, and like you said, but the the pursuit of love is still noble and still worth still worth pursuing. Uh, around this time, he, you know, Neil Young's very, and it, it, just like anything, no one, people like to think that, like you said, with time, when Roger Waters was talking to uh, Mark Maron. We, we like to think of these people that wrote these songs that are timeless and I'm talking about the song Time um, that he, he's just gonna be like I remember everything about it because I knew I was a genius and I knew I wrote a song that was gonna be remembered forever but for him sure. it was just another song with chords and lyrics and we'll work on that and hopefully that's something good not that he's thinking it's shitty yeah. but he doesn't have everything written down so this song he he doesn't really remember but there were quotes of him around that time saying it was kind of directed towards Graham Nash who just broke up with Joni Mitchell ah yeah so there's there's that little connection there and just and that's his friend and then like have his friend come out and give him a little yeah you're alright buddy you know Mm -hmm. but but then he but then then it's kind of saying but I get it there's only so much I can do here um I don't know if the harmonizing. I tried to look it up. I couldn't figure it. That, that's just him doubling, or is there anyone else? I think there's more, more people on there. I, I don't know. Is either. that Nash or uh, or Crosby or any of those fuckers? I don't. Kind of has that sound. Yeah. But it could be Neil as well. And like such a simple song, but 
it, almost like no expectations. I think it's three chords over and over again. And this is this is a lullaby. Now you could just. Oh yeah, totally, yeah. absolutely. But something about I have a friend that I never seen. He has said that's just that's a brutal line. It's a tough one. Yeah, one of my favorite Neil songs. Yeah, absolutely. Bummed you didn't can get to see him play it live, um, which he does occasionally. Yep, it's he'll not, throw this it's one. It's not out of his out of his rotation. I was hoping we caught him on there, but looks like we did not. No. Uh, off of uh, one of his best albums ever, uh, easily. Uh, after it was after the Gold Rush, 1970. Um, any of those songs we easily could have done as well. Yep. Um, Agreed. But uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful song, beautiful record, beautiful man, and we will go on to yeah the the, the what he just threw on him. It's about to get worse, folks. <laughs> uh, let's just jump right into it, and we'll talk about it. Neil Young's self-titled. It's from the album Harvest, but the self-titled song Harvest. Harvest. podcast folks um i don't know what it is about the song but this isn't just one of my favorite nail songs this is one of my favorite songs of all time and it, it didn't even like it hasn't been one all my life or anything like that it just it has become it's it's moved its way up the charts uh and i i like it for it's not even really sure what it's about that's part of it, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's the melody. It's. It's. Yeah, absolutely. It's like magical. Yeah, it's um, and so I haven't. I I have uh his biography biography uh heart uh shaky, and so I was trying to look up a little bit if there's anything about it, and he says it's one of my best songs. I uh, said it was the best off of Harvest. That's maybe why he named it Harvest. Um, 
And at this time, he was in love, on top of the world type of guy. This is stuff that he said. Uh, he's got the right woman. Everything's good. Um, but it's not It's not so much that aspect that makes this even more trippy. It, he, uh, his ex-wife Carrie at the time, um, this is a quote from her. She was pumped for details of her bizarre family life while on acid from Neil. <laughs> he was just like, tell me more, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his, her mom had multiple suicide, not successful, obviously if multiple, then she's <laughs> trying. Um, that didn't work out. And then she ended up su- killing herself within the year yeah. and dying. Um, and that even just, you know, the... Did I see you down a young girl's town with your mother in so much pain? I was almost there at the top of the stairs with her screaming in the rain. That's yeah. hurting. Yeah. Boy. Um, and you also got John Harris on the piano, which actually he didn't make it through the year either. <laughs> so, oh, John Harris, yeah, that's right. So there's this, like, this... If you don't know that song, obviously it doesn't, you don't feel that in the song, but once you get that too, there's this... this cloud hanging over but there's there's something mysterious in the song i don't i, I love about it and i just don't get it. again it's the melody that that gets you every time um he, it's it's three verses or three long verses of him always ending up with the promise of a man um again i there's i don't think there's there's a lot of different ways you can look at it harvest it's making a kid um having your mom come and telling you that don't worry it was only a change of a plan like did your mother come and wake up and tell you it was only a change of plan her going to end her life it was only just a I had just a different idea of the way things were going to go like how do you process that as a kid that your parent your mom tried to kill herself and then nail badgering you about it on acid but I guess that's when you're going to go deep Uh, dream up dream up let me fill your cup with the promise of a man that there's different ways to the way he says dream up dream up again that's melody killing me uh let me fill your cup like let me give you the promise of a good man that will be there for you when you've had unreliable characters in your life before let me fill your cup let me fill you up with my with the promise of a human harvest you know creating life um Yeah, I mean, he is playing. He's playing the sort of savior, savior, or at least trying to be to her. Yeah, yeah. And then he just that line there. Then he also comes in as the days fly past. Will we lose our grasp or fuse it in the sun? Um, will these days that just keep flying by? Are we slowly? Are we getting further apart, or are we actually becoming more unified? A bond, which they eventually did break up. Um, and maybe he sensed that at that time too um, and there's a lot if you read the biography there's a lot on both sides that Neil can be very flaky and just kind of like just shut off emotionally definitely goes by the seat of his pants sometimes yeah and, he, and he'll look back and be like that was yeah. he's cold yeah no he's, uh, he's, he's he has in interviews and stuff been able to been able to be honest about how he was in different areas and mm-hmm. not at not every, a lot of the guys on this, or a few of the artists that we have covered in this, uh, are covering in this podcast, and this weekend have had bouts of being people, them being assholes, yeah. um, documented assholery. 
but that's how you get geniuses. Yeah, Fuck some it. some people are on mission, yeah. mission to God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So one of my favorite songs of all time, and like I said, not not like a childhood favorite song. Mm-hmm. This is somehow reached up into that echelon, and I there's a something magical about it. And I, yeah, I I hope everyone hears it before they uh, they move on to the next next plane. Listen to Harvest before you get harvested. And then only love can break your heart. And not 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 too bad. Two pretty good songs. Neil Young, not bad. Not bad, Neil. And not a bad set at all. Um, yeah, thank you, Neil. It was it was. If magical. you're listening, yeah, if you're listening, Neil. If you've got made it two hours into this podcast, we uh, appreciate it. A hell of a set, boy. Yeah. We will go on to Sir Paul McCartney. He was in Beatles the Beatles. Frame. He was uh, George. Did you say the Beatles? In the Beatles. He was the other singer. He was not John Lennon. The Beatles or in the Beatles? I think he played drums. He, yeah. Uh, so the drummer for the Beatles, uh, Ringo Starr here. I mean, uh, Paul McCartney. Octopus's Garden. Do, 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 little, do, do. Uh, Paul McCartney <laughs> said, <laughs> "Was that the was that the riff that opened yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are going on to Paul McCartney. Uh, Charlie and I both did. We we are covering. This is episode nineteen for episode twenty. We will be doing Abbey Road, so we we're staying away from Beatles. Uh, sure, sorry, Paul I shouldn't have said Octo- yeah because Octo- Octopus's Garden is at Abbey Road, so I already yeah. ruined it with do 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 <laughs> I like to be. Uh, we are both doing solo slash wings. Yeah, staying away from um, Beatles. Staying away from Beatles, saying. basically. Yeah. Um, Charlie's song, your song. Is that what we're doing first, or are we yeah, doing do, mine first? Do you want to do quick set list? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, as Neil, I'll try to Neil do quick as I can because it's fucking thirty-seven songs, folks. But to be fair, you know the ending. Is is the is the Beatles uh, oh, Abbey yeah. Road, which is what we're doing. Right. So we can't. Yeah, we're actually going to be talking about this medley. The, the medley, and yeah. there's a couple songs that he does quick. So, not that it still doesn't. It's still 37 songs, no matter what. But you know, some of them, they're not 20 minute jams yeah. that Neil Young does. Yeah. These are two three minute pop songs. Anyways, Hard Day's Night, just coming out like that, the excitement and that and that crowd. People were just. Yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful and, and like there was just old and young. Everyone just kind of looking at each dancing, other, singing, and just really people started really started moving around. The yeah, crowd. that was a, that was a, that was a special moment too. Mm-hmm. I remember that that one coming out. Really? Uh, and then he, he goes to Jet. Never been one of my favorite songs, but it's a, it's a party a song. It's a party one. Yeah, Everyone does standard. the Jet. Jet. I just I hate screaming Jet. Why? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like. Yeah, make me Jews. say something else. Juice, <laughs> See, and then he goes, "Can't buy me love," which is just like a hard day's night. Yeah. So you, everyone, just going bananas again. And again, it's this cool crowd where it's just old and young. Like there were really young kids there too. It wasn't mm-hmm. just everyone's calling it old cello. I saw a fucking yeah. felt Coachella to me, and then mm-hmm. just with a lot of older folks too. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, what do you call silver foxes? Absolutely. Then he goes into Wings Letting Go, which is cool. Day Tripper, we all uh, know. <laughs> and then he goes into number six, Let Me Roll It, which is the song that I chose. Let me roll it. Um, what does this say? Oh, and then he did, an, right after Let Me Roll, he does an instrumental snippet of Foxy Lady by Jimi Hendrix and gives his Jimi Hendrix story, which he does. Yeah. Uh, I've Got a Feeling, we covered that on... Um, nope. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll let it be. Yeah. Damn it. 
Don't it's fuck the, it. It's the one after 909. Uh, and then it, it does My Valentine, which is a newer, newerish tune, I think, in the last 10 years, to his new wife. Yeah, so I guess in the last five years. Yeah. Um, and really cool, like a dark love ballad. Piano. Uh, 19, yeah, just solo. 1985, Wing Song. <laughs> Then he then he comes with just slaughter slaughter you in the face. Maybe yeah. I'm amazed. We can work it out in spite of all the danger, which was the first song ever written by the Beatles. Actually, written by the Quarrymen. Mm-hmm. It was John Lennon's first song, and it's fucking great tune. Yeah. Uh, I've just seen a face, which is uh, Ring, Ringo singing a bit. I, I, it was dancey too. It, it, I've just it, seen it, a face. I can't it, it, the song just that's just that, the song makes me happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, love me do. Love Me Do was a just a, another huge sing along, and it was a, a banger at our our good friend's uh, wedding in Jamaica. Uh, Brian and Kimberly, that Love Me Do, she didn't. Kimberly doesn't even remember, but we were both telling her like that was the song. That was the song that we we all went. We were already dancing and just like a good a group of us were dancing on the floor and just having a great like legitimately having a great time. Yeah, and Love Me Do came on, and it was just like, yeah. I was surprised how like. Like killed, and I think it's because the even the parents and stuff came out like everyone oh, yeah, was just yeah, like yeah. love me do. We'll dance in this one, uh, and I love her. I mean, do we we played that. We played that yeah. one in uh, for the ceremony. For the ceremony, so Char- boom. Charlie, myself, and uh, our bandmate Sean Poindexter played love me do and uh for the no uh, and i love her and i love oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah and i love her for the wedding ceremony of that guitars. of said wedding ceremony ceremony that we've talked about so boom yeah, yeah. so two two back to backs blackbird um every song that any guitarist should already know how to play if you're <laughs> any good uh here today that's uh his shout out to his boy who john lennon uh that he wrote solo Queenie Eye, newer tune. Good, oh, good newer tune. Good newer tune, yeah. And it's it's a, uh, it's a banger, but it's a a childhood uh, it's a game that they used to game play. they played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lady Madonna, you know that one. Uh, it's also called uh, "Lovin's What I Got" by Sublime. <laughs> um, and then he he went four or five seconds. The Rihanna Kanye West song. Uh, the weekend after Rihanna actually came out and sang it with him, mm-hmm. uh, it's funny when you go on Spotify. That song blows every other yeah. song by like hundreds of millions. <sighs> so that's a big tune. It's uh, Kanye West. The guy has power. Whatever you uh, yeah. want to say about him, Eleanor Rigby. Lo- always love that song. Cool that this, the, playing that playing these next three songs live are really cool because you didn't know. And well, I've seen them, but just people that might not have been aware to pull these off back in the sixties, they couldn't yeah. have done. Yeah. Eleanor would be no way you could do being being for the benefit of Mystic. I, no. I mean, what? That was, that was I was going to the bathroom for that, and the whole time I was just like going to the bathroom and walking with like a real jaunt. The the back <laughs> the the background thing yeah. going on was really yeah. cool for that. Uh, and then Mr. Young, Neil Young, comes out and and pretends to be John Lennon, and they do A Day in the Life. Yeah, that was fucking That was great. a beautiful One moment. One of my favorite Beatles songs. Uh, yeah, it, it, me as well. And then you go, <laughs> and Neil doesn't leave. He does give peace a chance. At uh, another point in the show where everyone. I just felt so into it, even how cheesy it was, I was legitimately having my peace fingers up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we Well, because there's saying. no other, no, you know, they didn't do the verses or anything. No. So it's just oh, yeah, saying that right, over and right, over you're right, you're right, So you're that right. for like after a minute, you're like, this is all we're doing. Yeah. Um, but it's fun nonetheless. And then they throw in, and Neil has not left yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't we do it in the road? Which that's all you end up saying too. So for about three minutes, where you just been yelling, give peace a chance. And why don't we do it in the road over and over which again? They, which uh, Paul McCartney or the Beatles have ever played 
before. Really? Well, yeah, live never, debut. You're right. They never played it. Shit, God. Think about it. They Damn. never played it when it was. They already stopped touring at this wow. point, and then they didn't play. Why don't we do it on the road? Mm-hmm. When they did do a couple shows, mm. Paul's never played it. First time ever live, uh, which is pretty fucking cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That song always sticks out. A buddy of mine, Doug, used to do the cover of that with his old band. Nice. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that was the live. It says live debut, didn't mm-hmm. you? Know? Uh, then he comes up. Uh, God, so many fucking songs. Then he does something, but he does it um, ukulele, and everyone singing along. And George and I and every hardcore fan were doing the bass lines. <laughs> you know the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, thank you. And then. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. So every every we were singing all the additional stuff, so he didn't need another band with him. They go into Obla Di Obla Da, which everyone sings along, has a good time. Band on the Run, where you got all the different shifts in the song. Back in the USSR, he's just killing you. And then he, you know, then he gets on the piano, does Let It Be, Live and Let Die, Hey Jude. Uh, comes back out, I Want to Be Your Man, which is a shout out. He dedicated it to the Rolling Stones. It was the first song that the Rolling Stones ever put out, and it was written by the Beatles. Yeah. They gave him that song. So it was a little nod, but it was also a wink-wink, like, mm-hmm. I wrote your first song. It was a nod and a wink-wink. Yeah. It was a respect like, remember, to the Rolling Stones and a, you hey, are, guys. I know you guys see the greatest rock band ever, and it's adorable. Remember who uh, who gave you that? Yeah, your first song. The be- greatest band ever. Yeah, yeah. You're the greatest rock band. We're the greatest band. <laughs> uh, Helter Skelter. And then they go in. Well, they didn't do the full medley. Your Majesty. Um, all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, even the couple songs before that, but they just go Golden Slumbers Cure that way at the end. Post Boom. Yeah. That was that was it. Bada bang, bada boom. Yeah, and a song that I didn't really know until I saw Paul McCartney live. I didn't really pay attention to this era. Is the, your song "Let Me Roll It," and it it's so great in the um, in the set. Yeah. Um, it's 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 great here in live. I never been on the run. I never really I know that. And I listened Everyone to the record a one. couple times. Yeah. Um, but it, I didn't really care for it that all that much. But let me roll. It's great. Yeah. And it kind of same thing. Same thing with Harvest. It's kind of one of those Paul McCartney songs that it wasn't aware of when I was younger and has just become yeah. kind of a. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let me roll it. Band on the run, 1973. Paul McCartney and Wings.
can't tell you how I feel. My heart is like a reel. But let me roll it to you. Love that. My heart is here. I'll just roll my love on over to you. This is one of the few songs that I actually prefer, like the way it sounds live over the record. Yeah. Like you hear here, it's it's a little like there is some controlled sort of effect. It's controlled live when you have like the voices really harmonizing on it. Um, it's dope. Yeah. But the, you know, this song is great, especially for Wings era, which is an oft an oft forgotten. Paul McCartney era. Well, it, the the thing that really sticks out to me is how much of a John Lennon song this is. Oh yeah, it's because yeah. Lennon that especially the first. Well, just but even his solo stuff. Those first two albums, he, Paul McCartney goes into like genius melodic, tons of effects going on, switching up songs, and Lennon just went stripped. Mm-hmm. Like what this song is just. A bass, dirty, yeah, and a, riff. a riff, and my voice going, and he even does like the London vocal, the the delay, kind of uh-huh. like, oh yeah, uh. double. Um, and he's been asked about it, and you know, he's he's like, well, you know, Lennon wasn't the only one that did it, but, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he's like, it is, you know, yeah, it is what it is. And it's got like that riff is kind of funny. It's just a, one of those ones you just run down riff, but it's nice. It works and just boom. Steady drums, and it's just Paul McCartney has such a great voice that he just rides over it with that little Lennon echo. Mm-hmm. So, and in the, in this... I, I don't know if that's a little, I don't know if they're doing because those two adorable, they loved each other, but they were just always nitpicking, nit- each, nitpicking other. each other. Yeah, they're always like uh, poking each other in the ribs. And I, I don't know if there's some shot here at like, I can't tell you how I feel, mm-hmm. like, kind of just so I'll put it in the song, kind of saying, like, you. Come talk to me, or there, I mean, and there was a uh, there was there was some uh, disses going back and forth with uh, with Paul McCartney and and uh, and John Lennon after Beatles broke up. Yeah, there's uh, you know how do you sleep at night, and there's there's little jibs and jabs back and forth with each other. So I, yeah, I can definitely see this. Yeah, there's yeah. that little part. So and you got Linda singing back up, uh, Denny Lane on guitar. Um, the keyboards that kick in and like mm-hmm. that, like you said, live that all sounds better. Could be just nice pot song. Let me roll it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Harrison r- r- used the same lines in "I'd Have You Anytime" uh, the year before. Um, let oh, me roll I didn't it. Know that. Let me roll it to ah, you. Nice. Yeah, you're right. So you got all of that going on. Um, it's very mellow, but for a rocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I, I love that my heart is like a wheel. Let me roll it to you. Like I'm here to, yeah, to sacrifice. I'll I'll show love if you show love. Um, yeah. But standard song for M- McCartney, very plain. Yeah, like four 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 blues. Yeah, or twelve bar McCartney blues. McCartney likes to go into his his uh, Maxwell Silverhammer kooky weird songs. He mm-hmm. likes to do this. His solo outlet is the weirdest of all the Beatles. What like, do you mean? Lennon goes very oh, personal. Oh, so, I was thinking like guitar solo, like oh, his yeah. solo. Yeah, okay. And then oh, George yeah, goes spiritual. Yeah. Ringo just does Ringo. Yeah. I don't, you know, and it, but Paul's just like some of it. It's like stoner in the middle of the night songs, half baked songs, and then sometimes they're these flushed out genius, melodic. But he's singing about like his dog, yeah. like Martha Medea. 
There's but <laughs> you wouldn't have expected that from the Beatles. He was the more serious guy. And but then there's a lot of swings and misses as far as I'm concerned. As far oh, as Paul McCartney's sure. solo stuff yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of swings and misses. Yeah, a lot um, more than the others. Well, he definitely had more. We'll say the '70s. Bigger catalog. We'll say the sure. '70s. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. John Lennon's catalog is over. It's like when people say Rolling Stones and Beatles. It's like, guys, seven years compared to fifty years. Yeah. What are we yeah. talking about here? How can we compare the two? Yeah, but yeah. But you're gonna seventies Paul McCartney's when he's hitting, it's it's cool, and then when he's not, you're like, what is Come on, going same on? Same guy. Same guy. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and and let me roll it is is a highlight of 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 wings or you know because wait this is wings right mm -hmm. yeah yeah um it was the b side to J jet was it yeah, yeah. so which makes i sense. think is a better song the, there's i mean there's the 1985 song too that he did it's it's okay man on the run's cool too but when it's even the even band on the run is good but it's still just like it's a it's kind of a no no, no substance song yeah, it's it's just a it's an interest it's a entertaining. Well, cool it's one pop of his. Song. It's one of his. He likes to do the three song transition. Like I go from the and then he goes into band on the run, and mm -hmm. then they do the next part. Like there's he, ah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes to do that a lot. Yeah, like I can do. I can write three s small songs into one big cohesive song. Yeah. Um, but I do always love that. But we never will be found. Like I remember, all of us just—it's a fist up it's, in the air. It's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It, it is—it's just not one of his more like. I'm with you. Even he, back. It's in a very—it's a his catalog is kind of shallow in a lot of as far as the, the like the content of the material goes. But fucking, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and it's I don't—I like, wonder if that's a reaction to he being like fucking George talking about spirituality and John telling about his personal life. Yeah. I'm gonna be the fun beetle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the fun beetle, guys. Yeah, I'm but, not the one that sued everyone. <laughs> but uh, uh, but again, there is there is those fucking there, those oh, yeah. peaks of genius Geniuses. in in Wings, um, and we both chose Wings era songs. Yours was Ban on the Run, and mine is Wings at the Speed of Sound. Yeah. Uh, Though, I, I would uh, for newer like the the new album is. I've actually I was a little critical new it's called new yeah I was a little critical for a while but since we were kind of doing this and, and the desert trip was coming up I'm like I'm just gonna listen to more of it it's fucking it's really I good I liked it a lot it's really even, good even first listen to Alligator Queenie Eye yeah uh, some of the even the mellow songs yeah um, but there's an album uh, from Chaos to Creation he did in 2006 with Nigel Goodrich Nigel and it's good there's some it's, it's a it's a darker Paul McCartney and I think it was, he was divorced and stuff like that yeah. um, but it's also him looking at childhood really good album I, I would was, check that out too. the other song that I picked was off of that one which one because um, there's one that's my favorite well, I sent you two of them I think uh, off the top of my head I don't remember but that's a great album Chaos and Creation in the Backyard uh, is a dope one but I am going here off oh, of yeah. let's, uh, let's do you uh, I'm going off of Wings, the speed of sound, like I said. Wings. I, I didn't know this album existed, but uh, there was a record store in Long Beach that I went to, and they were. It's called uh, Dizzy on Vinyl in Long Beach, and it's run by this like nerdy music guy, of course. Um, and it's dusty, and there's albums in it everywhere. But then he'll always be playing music as as what's what's expected. And um, friends to go is is the one that I was no, off of chaos and creation. 
Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. I thought you were talking about the who no, sign. No, I was no, like, dude, no, where no, are you going? Okay. What I was thinking. Okay. Um, Mine was uh, how kind of you. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. But um, I, I got friends to go check, so okay. It's good okay. You're okay. <laughs> You're okay with me. If you picked any of these unchecked check songs, yeah, check, we're done. So sorry. I, uh, and then I was listening to he, I, what I unbeknownst to me at the time, "Wings of the Speed of Sound" was playing, and it was the backside, and it was. Uh, it was like this is this clearly I know Paul McCartney, but what is this? And the drums were fucking great. Uh, and then I asked the guy, "Is like, oh, it Speed of Sound? Great fucking record, man! Great fucking record!" And there was a copy that he had in the store, and he gave it to me for like a buck or whatever. And I, and I liked it ever since then. Um, you know what become great records for solo Beatles albums are the ones that you don't know because they're they're new to you. Yeah, like, this oh, is no, great because totally. I don't know this. Exactly. I'm so sick of fucking blah blah blah. I've heard yeah. all these. Like, I've heard yes. everything else before. This is great because yeah. it's new. Yeah. So uh, speed of sorry. What speed of sound? Coldplay. Because yeah. no one's ever used that term before. In a song. Uh, I don't think so. But and yeah, I won't go too much into it. But I didn't. I forgot about the song too. So let's uh, let's listen to it. And uh, I'm going uh, song number four on the record. Beware my love. Beware my song is a weird again it's song. it's the it's the three part yeah you know like yeah. it's, it went from that weird inch acoustic opening to like where my love and then it does that like he starts doing his oh darling type of like screaming and then it picks up here yeah then he does this at a different tempo later on 
and then they bring it back down. So he just likes to like. It's a, it's a lot of ups and downs, and and it's, it's just definitely great. the most different on the record. Yeah, that's the every, weird thing. Everything else is like uh, they're kind of uh, jokey, not even jokey, but kind of uh, like disco-y. Uh, he's got silly love songs, Wino Junko. That's a that's a really funny one. Um, must do something about it. on this record. There's a lot of like kind of like. Yeah. yeah, good yeah. times. And this is kind of like the only moody, mo- definitely moody. Yeah. yeah, and and really even kind of just rockier. And I think it's that presence of just him, like he's recording out in his barn and stuff with his wife. They're just probably getting stoned, having some wine, and he's yeah. just writing these goofy, silly love songs. It, I mean, he's it's it's almost that comfort of I've you know he's a Beatle, so he's he's comfort yeah. comfortable for life. And I'm just gonna write these. Well crafted. Uh, every once in a while, sometimes they'll be lazy and be like, "That's good enough." And then sometimes they're just these like Brian Wilson. Him and Brian Wilson are the two obvious melodic genius, math, genius one, one songwriter, one and number two. So. Yeah. Um, so he he shows that on these little, even if they're not like these amazing songs, they don't say much. They're just these well crafted, perfect little ditties. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one sure. of them that I I completely forgot about. I really like the song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this is the one that stuck out to to me too. Uh, I remember the guy telling me at the, um, the at the record store, I was like, "Who is this?" And he goes, "Oh, it's uh, uh, which, who did he mention was on it? I think oh, he goes, John Paul Jones is on this. No, no, John He's Bonham on the record. John, John Bonham, John Bonham, Zeppelin's drummer. But that's a different version. But there is a version. Maybe we'll we'll post it. We'll find it. It's was on YouTube. A live version." I don't know. They, they, I, I, I read think just, there was like an extra track on the on the on the tail end of the record. It might be because that's what I heard. I, but, the, but I thought I, I read like, you know, it was like big news. Like there's a version with John Bonham in 2000 whatever eight. Like there's a John Bonham version out now. It's out. That so might have been what it was. And then they re-released. Four, maybe it was. Maybe it was, maybe a, it was a re-release yeah, or something. And, the, and the, to get people to buy it. Like fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, apparently bon, Bonham. I, I didn't. I didn't listen to it. But there's a, a John Bonham version. Uh, of the song that would be interesting to uh, to see what he did with it um, but on this actual recording that I, this isn't him no um, beware my love George who's who's he talking to uh, the, not his love not is like it, uh, uh, not not even necessarily like a personal would I don't know would you hear me out on this is he says um, no no, you don't. You already fucking yeah, took me yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of there. Wait, doesn't he say something about when I'm gone? When I'm gone, uh, I had to leave. When I'm gone, I'll leave this message in my song. Beware of my love. And then like he he talks about a man that's not gonna be a good guy. Uh, he's not the one. But if you insist, I must be wrong. I must be wrong. I had to leave. Um, is it a a future? Uh, warning to his daughters to sounds yeah it sounds like a it is a father to his daughter yeah yeah I, I, I get that vibe of just uh hey there's just I was one of those guys too yeah sweetie I know what they're all after yeah kind of that that, that vibe yeah. yeah yeah and I know they're charming or, or whatever mm-hmm. but just don't fall in love right away but I don't believe that he's the one but if you insist I must be wrong I must be wrong I have to leave and when I'm gone I'll leave a message in my song that's right beware my love he'll bowl you over beware my love before you're much older he'll sweep you up under his carpet yeah definitely sounds like or or uh, 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 an ex-lover that is looking uh, 
looking at your your ex lover and being like, hey, trust me, that dude is no good. You don't want to go with that guy, but not 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 in the malicious way of like, oh, I'm trying to get him back, but like a legitimate like yeah. place of love of like. Just beware, my love. Like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, he'll but take you under. Careful. He'll take you under the sound of his thunder. Mm-hmm. An abusive man that maybe didn't see before. Just absolutely. Watch out. The, the men have uh, you got a lot of demons in there. Yeah. Let let those things come out before you uh, <laughs> sign up. <laughs> beware, yeah, a my good, love. A good little, uh, good little Paul McCartney little treasure in. in uh, yeah, I really do like that song. And I should have looked up the chord change, but on the this mellow part, when he goes from "Beware, my love, beware, my love," they do that little love. Mm-hmm. I love that chord change, and I love that melody. This, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. And that drums kicking, yeah, so seventies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that chain. Mm. That's such a Paul. That's a Paul McCartney thing to it do is. too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's also that the way he drops, it's kind of like a warning, like, mm-hmm. like not where my love. It's just like where my love. Watch out, yeah. shit's chicken. I don't know. There's, I'm, I'm a happy dude, a spicy life, but there's, there's darkness around. So just, I'm not saying give up hope, but beware, my love. Just beware. Yeah, it's coming from a place of good. Yeah. Watch yourself, honey, darling. So that was Saturday. That Sir was Paul Saturday McCartney. evening. So Paul McCartney killed it. Fireworks going up. Uh, I still can't believe we saw Neil Young and Paul McCartney yeah. together and then sing and together. together. Yeah. And then they kissed, remember? They they kissed on stage. I don't know Long if that's true, but... Deep love. But don't quote us on this. We might get sued. Could get you tre- like suing, Paul. Um, could get us trending, though. <laughs> Whatever gets us in the news, man. Uh, nobody's listening at this point. Uh, <laughs> Beware, George. Beware, my love. So that was Saturday nights. Um, Good times. Another great fucking night. Yeah. And it was awesome. Papa Carney closed it. Was very very happy. Powerful Papa Carney. Yeah. I mean, just so. destroyed. And and to come back out and just to put that little extra spice on top of it with ending it with Abbey Road. Yeah. The medley, the medley. It's beautiful. You, you got to do it. Yeah. And he gave his. He, we've seen him a couple times. He gave his his usual anecdotal stories about Jimi yeah. Hendrix and George and John, which I mean, you got to do. And a lot Eric of people, Clapton. you forget that a lot of people don't see him. Yeah, oh, of course. And the, the great stories. Ever. Why yeah. not repeat them? Yeah. Absolutely. And the man's the goddamn lived it. He's the best. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. Love you, Paul. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you for Sunday. See you Sunday. So Sunday is the third day. Hey, hey. Third and last day of the festival. Everyone's feeling a little. Yeah. Ankles are hurting. Legs are sore. uh, Hearts are full. um, Of acid. Well, (laughs) like I didn't do, actually didn't do any psychedelics uh, this weekend. I was uh, just drinking and, and, and when, you know, doing a little alcohol and, uh, Sunday, yeah, but what, what was cool about the festival was because we weren't there from 3, 8, 3 p.m. to, you know, 2 a.m. every night. Doing dance the, party USA after. Exactly, and just I, I, like we would at a Coachella or any other music festival. Um, 
I had I had the energy. The energy was like cool. I, I can I can easily do one more day. A lot of times at Coachella, because and also we're not out in the sun all day. Yeah, that's a huge factor here, and we're comfortable. Um, I was I was floating in a pool for most of the day. It was Friday and Saturday. Sunday yeah. we tried to we met we actually went to the hotel mm-hmm. and got a place at the hotel that George was at, and I actually went to the pool there. Yeah, and we still didn't meet up. No, we didn't. Uh, even there, it was the like worst. weird. Like, okay, no, we just got out. You guys just got in. Yeah, and you we're getting ready to, to and... go and watch a football game. The Rams play, um, lose against the Buffalo Bills. Patriots probably won because that's all they do. Yeah, it Patriots, was like it, it Patriots was a will. Fun Patriots Sunday. will win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I believe you. Um, and uh, so cares? Sunday was the Who and uh, Roger Waters. Yeah, and the Who were the is the band that they had. They had. They had a lot to, uh, to oh, definitely already had a lot to follow. Yeah. Um, and it was also the band that I know the least. Yeah. And easily. and and got into the least out of all out of everybody. Yeah. They've um, always been kind of the outliers for me in that whole because they're putting that list along mm-hmm. with the Kinks. I'm even more into I know the Kinks more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even the birds. Yeah. Um, Fucking birds. The birds. Uh, but so obviously um, I know music and I'm, and actually during the sets I know music during the set list I was like I realized I was like oh I know all yeah. of these songs if I don't know every word I know like I know of this song mm-hmm. um, and the Who were goddamn impressive yeah I was uh, maybe not blown away I, okay so like I mentioned I didn't see the Stones and I've never seen Neil Young and I've never seen the Who so basically I I won day of every of every or one act of every uh day so far i hadn't seen those guys before neil young already is is i've mentioned is, is the show was the show for me um but as far as like bands that i as, as for these ones the who was fucking awesome yeah I, they legitimately blew me away as well. Yeah. They were um, just straight up rock and roll. Yeah, it did not disappoint at all. And yeah. just all the songs was Roger Daltrey and uh Peter Townsend. And Pete Townsend were were just fucking great. And no slouches in the in the uh in the set list. It is I, we were talking about the Who and there's something about it and you think this would be more attractive George and I we're huge comedian fans love we're always we cannot really take shit seriously too long. Um, th- this is a funny band. Mm-hmm. A lot of their songs are kind of funny, and maybe there's some sincerity that is lost. And maybe that, like for a while, you just you don't take the songs don't hit you on that personal level. And maybe some people like that, and that's why like I know like Eddie Vedder, the Who's the, his favorite band, which is weird because Eddie Vedder's music is very personal. A lot of people, the Who is our Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and or our stones or or I mean how we you and I feel well, about the we're Beatles. We're basic bitches, George. <laughs> Just the way you point, and we're basic bitches, George. Um, yeah, and but I was pleasantly surprised uh, by uh, the Who. Well, I'll tell you why you are. I can't explain mm-hmm. the seeker. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Which I picked, so that that will be my song. I know it's, yeah. that that's this is the one. There's no big shocker. I did pick one of their biggest, but I mean the song's fucking awesome, and we'll get into that. The kids are all right. The kids yep. are all right. I can see for miles and miles and I like when they just keep saying mm-hmm. and my and my miles and they raise it up. Awesome and great acid and song. Miles, just, and miles. I can see so much further than you fuckers can. 
Talk to your mama. Generation. This part I remember. My generation does shockingly when I had to pee. Probably for my. It's the six songs. I probably peed eight times by then. And behind my blue eyes. Which was such a good one. Yeah, I went like instead of getting beers off to the side, I went to the back so I could just hear the music. I was like, I'm gonna stop leaving and just stay focused. And walking back, kind of the same thing with the Neil Young stories. I, I was in the way back, and behind Blue Eyes came on, and just this huge... Oh, you know what else? We were getting trying to get t-shirts at that time, too. So I was listening to the songs, but I was off a little on the t-shirt line. Uh, got, got a dope t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind Blue Eyes came on, and just this huge, big blue eye across the whole screen. Yeah. And it was just a... I have blue eyes. And Charlie's got very, very blue eyes. Um, Charlie's got beautiful blue eyes. The the song, my song should be behind beautiful blue eyes. (laughs) (laughs) But they did a great job of it. And, and, you know, I know know they've played this song billions of times and they still (laughs) acting like it's fresh. Yeah. They're they're putting on the show. They were excited. They looked, they fooled me in thinking that they were excited to play. Townsend says he's just, he can't be bothered with it. He doesn't give a shit about it, but he's like, I put on a performance because that, that's what I'm here to do. You mean, what do you mean? Not like his, he's, he's not just that? like, I don't want to fucking play this shit. You oh, know? really? Yeah. Yeah. Just, that's just his, I, Roger Daltrey, I don't get that vibe of him. I think he no, loves it. He's, he's into it. Open up his shirt. They yep. both open up their shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, both look great. Yeah. They're yeah. like, like, vi- like vibrant, especially Roger Daltrey. Yeah. Just vibrant, like tan. I think he's just living shape. off of coconuts and 22 year old women. Yeah. That'll keep it young. Yeah, I think he's doing all right. Uh, he might be married, man, and mm-hmm. chill, dude. And eating fucking Hot Pockets. But he's night. got those curly curl hairs. Yeah. It's pretty funny. That was like good. an old man, it looks funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah, he, <clears throat> good, good, good looking dude. Then he goes into Bargain, which is everyone knows it from that fucking commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, but a good sign, it's just whenever you hear the chorus, you can't think of that. That commercial just destroyed it. Joined together, and then uh, you better, you better, you better, you better. I was gonna pick that song because it's hilarious. You better, you better, you better. When I say yeah. you love me, you better. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like a like a play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Five fifteen. It's a great song. It's a weird name for it. Uh, I'm I'm one. The Rock. Uh, love rain over me. I mean, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eminence Front, which is one of their last kind of big songs after uh, Keith Moon died. Amazing Journey, Sparks. George, he told me we were doing Sparks, and uh, we're not anymore. He, and this is a this is an audible on the last second, yeah, folks. We're a, about to I'm, go live with a pod. I'm in. reading the defense, and I'm and I'm I'm, 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 I'm calling the play, changing <laughs> so, the play at the line. So he switched. So, I'm Tom Brady of this podcast. I, I should have brought it up to him early because he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do Sparks." So I said, "Cool, listen to Sparks." Mm, an instrumental, two minutes long. Okay, George really likes his <laughs> instrumental. I, I don't know how we're gonna talk about it. I don't know what much. my confusion. May, I, I was uh, when Charlie and I were discover or figuring out what we were gonna do for uh, for for you know. So make sure we don't both choose the same song. And, and luckily, not one of yeah. one of our songs was the same. But then I don't remember. I was also at work while doing it, and I said Sparks, and I don't remember what song I meant to do. It was off of uh, it was off of Tommy, but I don't remember what it was. Anyways, they did, they did so, Sparks. So they did it. Which is an instrumental, apparently. Yeah, and we're not doing that. So we, so he did a last-second uh, switch here. Yeah. So, Anyways, I'll, uh, I'll, okay. I'll, my anger has receded. Uh, then they go into Acid Queen, which I really like. Pinball Wizard, I just don't like that song. But I get it for a crowd pleaser. I just... 
It's the crowd pleaser for I don't yeah same with me. It's like okay, that's a that's a well written song. It's a well. It's a it's a kind of an epic tune. But that deaf, dumb, and blind man. But I. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Got it. It's a little too Bruce Springsteen before Bruce Springsteen, as far as I'm concerned. It's just it's pinball. Yeah, I know. It's just it's so dated. Nerds. Seventies. Yeah. And right. I, I hear don't. that, Ryan Adams. Shots fired. Oof. Take it easy with the pinball. Damn. Just the game. Dark. Yeah. All right. See me, feel me. Yeah, Great tune. And then of course. <laughs> I, I, you're not gonna, you're not gonna not hear this from these guys, Baba O'Reilly, and won't get fooled again. I, I think, I think uh, he gets sick of won't get fooled again because it's three chords, dun dun, and he has to play it as the big close every time. He's just like, God damn it! But they they did a little shift of the live version. It's not the same exact thing. They jam it out, and it's. Fucking, he gets the crowd going. Yeah, I mean, again, the Who was very impressive. Yeah, for someone, I'm not that I was skeptical. Like, ah, you gotta show me something, the Who. Okay, you have to prove something to me. Who are I didn't you, feel Who? Ooh, 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 ooh. I didn't. Yeah, I you was. Knew they were I throw down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. If if people's whose music taste I respect love the Who, I know there's some. I know, and I like the Who. But again, just didn't get into them as much as everybody else. But was I'm a fan now. I'm a I, I will hold the Who higher in higher regard. Yeah. Seeing them, you know. Yeah. Obviously, Mr. Moon is dead, the drummer. And we're also but, seeing them all these bands way out of their element. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, and out of their prime, I guess. Oh, that's what say. I meant. Prime. But I mean, dude, you take a bad guy like Neil Young, man. What was his prime? Was I his know. prime back in 1971, or is it now? Yeah, well, I mean... He can play guitar like a motherfucker. Obviously, he can still sing. And now yeah. we have the fucking technology where even his we better speakers and all that stuff to hear. Yeah. Was he probably more vivacious well, and all that stuff in 74? Probably. But the Who are, like, more of a punk band. Yeah. The, I mean, they're, they're originators. They're, thr- they're getting thrown out, and we can talk about my song is... Yeah, I'll have a story about that. Is they're the originators of punk rock. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, and people say the Stooges too, or you know, the Stooges might be more applicable. But they're the ones that kind of did that grungy, not like this great melodic thing. They're not the Beatles. They're not the Stones. They're just kind of working class, yeah, rugged, uh huh, and British crazy fuckers. Yeah, um, and that's that's kind of the, the the who. Uh, so I, I can see them. You know, they even showed that classic picture of them. Like he's he's jumping up and his he's got his legs, legs spread, out. Yeah. And it's just that at that moment, and things I've read about it, like when they were they were the live band seventy three. Yeah. So it was ridiculous. They were like the the best live band yeah. ever. Yeah, and like the Beatles won't ever get that. They'll never get no. that. No. Thrown their way. No. I mean, um, well, I mean, there's that really good documentary that just came out about the Beatles, the touring years, and how great they were, but they just were on this other level that no one was even listening to the music. Yeah. They were just screaming. Yeah, which is crazy to think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so are we doing yours or mine first? Uh, well, let's do yours since it's the Audible. Yeah. And... Uh, and then we'll, we'll 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 go to the song that everyone knows, and I picked a, kind of the, an obvious one, and then we'll uh, we'll go on to Pink Floyd. Yeah, so mine is not necessarily like a who who song that uh, that I'm just like 
this is the best Who song. It, it's it's just a song that I remember hearing. I don't remember years ago, and it's like this is not that. This is not what I know the Who to be. You know what I mean? They're not Bob O'Reilly or it's not Pinball Wizard. But uh, the song is called How Many Friends. Off of... Uh, the Numbers. The Who by Numbers. The Who by Numbers. Um, yeah, How Many Friends. It's just a cool song that's not... To me, doesn't really fit in like a Who uh, pigeonhole. But it's good. Uh, who by Numbers. How Many Friends. it a little bit in the before the podcast Charlie and I were talking and I hear it now even more the verses is so drag white yeah um, yeah it's it's it, to me I just don't I don't hear this as like a the who song you know what I mean mm-hmm. well no the who kind of um, the more you listen to them they, they have a lot of different styles yeah, and I, one criticism I have of The Who is that they just seem too reminiscent of guys who were their contemporaries. Like, there's a lot of, like, songs. Like, this sounds like it could be a Rolling Stone song. This sounds like it could be a Beatles song. This sounds like it could be a Pink Floyd song. This sounds like it could be a, um, you know. Yeah. Any, anybody else. Uh, Rolling Stone song. I probably said that already. You but, did. You know, I, I, just, I feel like I, Who's I fans would just be them. like... Yeah, I'm. You're They're stupid like, and you're wrong. Yeah, and I and no, but also there are songs that are very distinctly the Who. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? They're for sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking that away from them. But I, a lot of their catalog. I know you probably say that about any of the guys I just mentioned that their songs also sound like yeah. uh, this song. Um, but this one, this one's kind of like a Queen song and it it, is. and the Who, but. I actually really like it. Yeah, I like the uh, the guitar, and it's really cool. It's got like the echo slap effect, kind of what the the vocals did for a McCartney song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, John and Twistle does like a little little rundown. The bass is is awesome. Yeah, always. Yeah, the yeah. bass is retarded, and Moon's still alive, so mm-hmm. he's just going on an animal. And I, I like I like the nice kind of it is uh, Jack White sounding yeah uh, just like the nice kind of like summertime verses for and then the it just, verses specifically and then it gets the dark. chorus it gets yeah. who it sounds yeah. like the who here. yeah and the lyrical content's great it's it's like 
it's that like age-old question of uh, now I'm in this place of, of some sort of fame and all those people around me who am I who actually are my friends you can only count them on one hand yeah and but you have thousands of people that love you yeah and pull, pull yeah that exactly and you have all, all these friends like the first guy is just like who's this guy he tells me how I changed him like a fan probably yeah you know? he just wants me he wants my ass yeah I'm just like, all right, who's my friends, who's not? Yeah, and it's just again, it's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, great backstory to why I like this song. It's just a song that uh, probably not a lot of people know, and an album that uh, probably not a lot of people know. The the Who by Numbers is a pretty fucking great Who album. Yeah, um, it's not you know Tommy or even Live at Leeds or whatever, but you know what and I, I respect the the who and it's it's a thing that we say about Radiohead and I, I think it's true with the who more than the other bands because the other guys I mean the other guys I'm talking about the, the other big bands that we've been mentioned they are so melodic that it's just they're universal and they, they get a lot more coverage but I think these I think the who are kind of like a Radiohead and and only in the aspect of you need to re- give more time to it than just on the surface uh, listening to it. Yeah. Because even listening to this now with the headphones, I'm just like, oh, I, I, this sounds even better than yeah. when I first heard it. Yeah, for sure. Even though I, now I kind of know it now. Um, and, and from, like, you know, we, we knew we were going on a desert trip for however many months before that. And obviously, like, I knew that I lacked my knowledge in The Who. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I listened to more Who. And the more I listened to them, the more I was like, all right, okay, I get I get The Who a little more now. Yeah. And it was it's not like there is something necessarily more to get, but I allowed my well, but, I allowed myself to be to like them. But you just real but the, I, I was think open you, to it. I think you realize you're like, Oh, I've given three hours full to who when I've given ninety thousand oh, yeah. hours yeah. to all of these all other bands. Exactly. Yeah. It's they they just they not and not that everyone deserves the fair amount of listening, but you're, we're being objective because we really don't know the output yeah. that all these other bands we could sing every little note we know when little tings coming up we could do the drum fill we could play the bass line yeah. this is all you know so it's so hard to be objective and it's also you're not being objective when you know a song inside out and you it's your childhood yeah. anyways yeah I dig it um, I, I like the whole message I like each verse goes into a different character you get the, the girl the, the probably an actress and then it gets into the um, kind of where we go into with Wish You Were Here. I know we're doing it the last song, but even the album concept of the first sign of contract with a handshake. I mean, that's exactly what the cover of, of Wish You Were Here yeah, is. I mean, that's yeah. all about it. It's a guy getting burned and yeah. he's going to get fucked over by a, a, a smiley glad hand. Uh, so it, it goes into a super man fan that just probably wants to fuck you. A, a woman that just wants to fuck you, mm-hmm. and then a guy that just wants to take your money and, uh, from, fuck, you uh, and fuck you financially. Yeah, yeah. And, no. and I, I know those are all, again, all cliche things. But especially, what year was this? Seventy four. Still, I mean, everyone knew by then. It's all it's it's the age old story. But I mean, th- to write a song about it in such a plain way. Sorry, seventy five. You know, yeah. it's oh, for, totally. for a huge band. Yeah, right and. And wish, the who got fucked? Wish uh, you were here was seventy four, seventy five, right? Yeah. Right so that time. yeah, they're both. Yeah. They're they're both hitting at it on a different way. A, a completely different way. Uh, different uh, planes of existence. But, yeah. October and September, seventy five. One month, one month apart. 
Yeah, so just a cool rock, cool uh, Who song, and I would suggest listening to that one for sure. Uh, it's also cool, uh, produced by Mr. Glenn Johns. Wow, oh, man, we've that guy's touched, his, touched everything. Heard his name before here. And um, he's, cu- he's come back and done Band of Horses and My Morning Jacket. Yeah. yeah. He just will not leave the good music alone. Powerful. Yeah, I really like the song, so I, I, I'm making more of a... Uh, and it's not like a force thing. I just, I really do like The Who, and I need to know more about I, I want to know more about it. I was even telling you I went to a Morrissey concert, so I've been listening to a lot more of him. Didn't know him at all. Thought I didn't like it as much, and I just gave it a little more time, and there's shit in it that's really impressive. Same thing with these guys. I just, I was always just like, yeah, they got Bubba O'Reilly. Like, I knew all the big songs. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of being that douche. Yeah. No. Being a little douche. Guilty of that as well. Yeah. Um, and don't be a douche. Uh, but the song that I was I knew was undeniable and made me a fan, uh, probably more than any of the Bob O'Reilly's or uh, Pinball Wizards of the world is uh, Charlie's song choice. Yeah, and it's for the Who. I, I have to choose it just because it's the best or one of the best. Um, it's it's obvious, but just because they called it "Who Are You" too, and mm-hmm. it's by the Who. Mm-hmm. I just that alone is on. hilarious. Yeah, like they're just like, they're like let's on. let's write a song with our band name in it, and just "Who Are You." Yeah, uh, let's start it up. We'll jump into it. 1978, uh, the eighth studio, the last one with Keith. Who are you? And listen to this beginning intro. This little splash. <laughs> that wasn't it. That was me. It was George. Love that. the Rolling Stones and trying to figure out a song that was maybe more incorporating the whole band. This is definitely one. This is all of them at their best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just... I, I mean, Roger Daltrey sounds great. Coming in with that snarl. You know? Oh, that, fir- that first verse gets me as excited as, like... I woke up and I saw it's not singing it's just yelling it gets me as like excited as bohemian rhapsody's so you think you can stow me and spit in my eye and you know what it is it's coming off of yeah so the sweetness comes absolutely and i think another thing when i'm younger 
and now that you get older, you don't give a shit about all the masculinity stuff as much. But like, who are you? Yeah. you just, I don't know. When you're younger, you're just like, oh, this shit's a little, <laughs> little light, you little light. Singing weird here. Yeah, I don't feel a little. I don't like going high like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a man. I, I mean, this song just has it all. It has the catchiness. It's got the the ups and val- ups and downs like well, here. This part right here. The jam out is so. Yeah. I have like three different parts. Yeah. Uh, that you could break down. Is this the 222? Yep. Yeah. This little. It's going into. Like they're just about to stop, but that guitar won't let it. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, this is the Who's best. Yeah. You got Moon doing drum fills. They do this weird little doo-wop. And then the pianos come. I was trying to look up who's playing piano because it's really good. At 410, um, the the pianos come and do this like streaky, like streaking up the keyboards. It's really well done. I don't know who's playing it. Maybe Glenn Johns? But then you got the tribal drums on the toms. Alright, so listen to the piano. Are we getting it? Up, you know, they're, they're keep it going. Yeah. What what time are we at? Four. Four ten. Okay. Listen to the piano. There should be piano. Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck's playing that? I don't know. All right. So the song itself. So, like I said, this was off the eighth studio album. The final one with Keith Moon, he would uh, he would die uh, soon after of uh, uh, overdose of uh, I think of sleeping pills. He died. Uh, this is good old rock history. I don't have it written down, so I might fuck it up a little bit. But he died in Harry Nilsson's apartment. Um, but his daddy's huh? reluctantly sold him. Yeah. It was cursed. Yeah, because Mama Cass died in it a couple years before. Yeah. And he said he didn't want to live on it because he thought it was cursed. And Harry Nelson said, "Don't worry about it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just you know, a weird thing." So two, two rock and roll icons. I mean, the Mom and Papas. Yeah. They're they are one of the great '60s bands. Yeah. Um, two people die in the same apartment. Mm-hmm. Harry Nelson. And Harry Nelson alone is another fucking icon. Was it the uh, Soho apartment? Right. Was it? Yeah. Oh, oh that's true. I, I think it was in that area. Well, so the story, this is where I, I the song kind of, I wanted to just keep going with it because I, I wasn't really aware of it. I'm sure any hardcore Who fan did. Um, listen to those drum fills, dude. So good. When, when people say, and I, I might have been one of those people, so that's why I'm like agreeing with myself right now. But like, I didn't, never got the Who. Keith Keith Moon is not like the fucking. He's not better than Bonham, and then and not that he is now. But I like see his drumming for what people. Yeah. Someone said it well. He's he just does a drum solo the whole song. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. He's just totally. off on his own weird world, but he's still throwing down the beat. Oh yeah, absolutely. he'll never, he'll never, you never be like, come on, man, you need to give us. A... But he's ready like a boom, 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 You know what I mean? It's fanatic. It's a frantic. It's it's a it's a guy that just pushed it. Alcoholic. I mean, they were in a really bad time. The band was dissolving. He his actually drumming. Even though this sounds great, his drumming was becoming terrible erratic yeah. they need they started like wanting to maybe use other drummers well maybe take it easy on the drumming and just make make yeah. yourself feel a little easier you yeah. just be like <laughs> no yeah he just wanted it's to take <laughs> just wanted to take it to the edge <laughs> that's uh, why he's one of, that's why he's the great yeah um so this song is a day in the life of pete townsend and pete townsend wrote most of the lyrics if you're not aware of the who uh he writes pretty much all the songs and then roger Daltrey sings them um you know, George started saying that the first, the first verse is what really gets him. And it's, I woke up in a Soho doorway. A policeman knew my name. He said, "You can go to sleep at home tonight if you can get up and walk away." And it's based on a true story of him being out at night with, um, you know, I said that they're known as uh, kind of the godfathers of punk. Uh, he was out night drinking with the Sex Pistols, Steve Jones and Paul Cook. Steve Jones! And they were fucked up. Still alive. Still alive. Steve Jones, uh, God, I, his DJ, his uh, 103.1, when he was the DJ on that, he actually, he still does the, oh, no, the DJ. Oh, no, Indy, no, Indy. Indy 103. It was, it was LA Station. No, I remember that. Um, and he, but he still does. I thought he's on K Rock. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, why don't I listen to that? It's at a weird hour. Sometimes if I'm just like driving late at night and then I don't want to feel like plugging my phone in, I'll just put K Rock on. Yeah, I think it's just at like a weird hour. But I think you can download his his shows yeah. and just listen to them. Most of the time. All right, I'm gonna start doing that again because yeah. it was fucking great and the guy's hilarious and it's. What better than listen to a DJ that's an actual rock star yeah. and that loves music and he plays like deep cuts. Yeah. He. He's obsessed with like the doll, New York Dolls and like David Bowie. He loves that shit. He loves that glam rock oh, stuff. I guess he's on KLOS now. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, KLOS, KLOS. Uh, and you can listen to it online if you're not in LA. Jonesy's jukebox. Is it still Jonesy's jukebox? I just kept it up. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. The guy's just a good dude. They're yeah. just hilarious stories. Yeah. Um, it's so British the way that guy talks. So British. <laughs> Him so far. Well, he's for even sure. more than you really want to be. He's even British. Well, it's the same thing with listening to Morrissey last night. Just something about them when you when the British talk. It's that cliche joke now, but it's just like they sound more intelligent than you. Yeah. And you kind of yeah. like he's right because he's British. When really like British is the equivalent of like yeah. What so anyway is the way I was doing when it was right. Yeah, some ignorant British sounds <laughs> yeah. terrible. Yeah. So yeah, this is just a, a night out of uh, you know he he staggered he staggers back. Uh, he remembers throwing punches around, just fighting no one. Just that drunken guy that just, you know, Pete Black, we'll call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a, it's a night out of being wasted. But his original, um, well, then he then he talks about the second, after the chorus, is a, the second two other verses are just about him caught up in the day-to-day of just writing, uh, I'm a streak of rent in tin, I'm back in town. Just writing my like here's my I'm am b- back to a job I got to write these hits this is this is what I'm supposed to do if I don't do this yeah me and all like all this pressure I this need to write job, I need to write songs I need to write hits um, and and the the it was more who are you and he said it was more looking up to God 
and a drunk like who are you yeah. to judge me like yeah. a drunken person that totally. kind of, that those kind of nights where you're like what do you want from me and he, but he why said God, uh, why? he said uh, Daltrey's anger was more just directed at just everyone just who are you and yeah just it, it's they sing it very cute but it's it's uh it's got that existential dilemma of oh definitely who are and you? i think even uh, like a lot of times i'll i uh, another reason why i like maybe never saw the the who was uh, any more than just a good band whatever it was i didn't get the i didn't get like the second connection to like a deeper connection to to who songs this one's like I feel that. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, and they they're called the Who, so for a while you're just like, are they just being cute and being yeah. like, oh, they're Who and Who are you? And yeah. When I was young, I just thought this is one, they only had three songs. That's all I knew. I was yeah. just like, oh, they just wrote a song yeah. called Who Are You. Um. But if this doesn't, if this one doesn't get you, as far as a yeah, a great is, band, this is sort of an undeniable song. I mean, even if you don't know it, you're like, fuck yeah, there's a song. I didn't yeah. know this was The Who. Cool. Yeah. 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 Even if you don't know the story, just as far as just a jam song. And that slow little shuffle dip. Yeah, I would get it. It's great it's shit. song. It yeah. is. So cheers to you, Keith Moon. Cheers you crazy to you, cunts. Roger Daltrey. And cheers to you, Pete Townsend. Oh, and... Uh, and cheers to you, bassist. John and Twistle. Oh, there yeah. you go. Uh, um... The, the thing that we, we, we saw them, obviously, just uh, at Desert Trip. John and Trussell died in early 2000s. He died of uh, cocaine uh, after a night out with strippers in Vegas. Wow. So he did not give up on, uh, on the dream. On the dream. Uh, but obviously, Keith Moon died, folks, so you need to have another drummer. So they had other drummers, but now they have... Uh, Ringo's boy Zach Starkley and dude he looks just like the Muse drummer yeah just the demented blonde Bleach dude blonde, yeah. and he was and he's just a hell of a drummer going man. on yeah hell of a drummer. he was great yeah I, did, I forgot when we were watching it I forgot it was his son and then yeah. I looked it up I was like oh that's well, Ringo's no, boy uh, somebody asked me at the group and I was like oh yeah that's 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 Ringo's son and then somebody, I forget who, were like, oh no, you're, you, you, maybe you, and I think your, your, your girl did too. Like, no, no, it's not. And I was like, no, no, I, can pr- I could be wrong, but I might be right. I don't remember I that fight. I don't, don't point fingers at me. For sure. Me, sir. Don't, for no, sure. I was like, I could be wrong. And then I remember it going around like, that is Ringo's side. And I was like, yeah, okay. I thought I was right. I knew I could be wrong, but I, I knew I was right. Zach Starkly. The story's suspect. Anyways. So, uh, the who left us fucking uh high and mighty because I, I i really enjoyed that set and then i we both seen roger waters before and we knew what was coming but it was like let's now is the real shit i, I we, yeah we knew it was coming but it wasn't we we both weren't like lack of days ago like oh here's roger waters yeah, yeah, yeah. now uh, here we go uh, roger pink floyd yeah. blah 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 so well, no, we actually moved we, we 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 found this i don't know if you guys found it part of our crew George and, and Brian found this really cool spot where we we were so far away, but it, again, it didn't matter to the main stage. Um, they the had like seats forever, were, and we were yeah. in the general mission, so we were in the farther back. But they just had they had two other huge screens besides the retardedly huge screen that everyone could look at. They had two side screens, so we were looking at screens, but it felt like we like it felt like they were right behind the screen. You know, yeah. it didn't matter that when you really looked, you're like, oh, they're way the hell yeah. down there. Yeah. It sounded amazing, blah, blah, blah. But uh, our whole game plan was 
for everyone else, that's fine. But Roger Waters, Pink Floyd. Let's try to find this the most sonic, yeah. sonically like centered, full. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't want to look at the screen, at the side screen. Which we wanted the to, side screens were great. Yeah. But we've been looking at those all weekend. Let's fucking have a place where the sound is amazing, and I can look at what Roger's putting out. And when and when I look at the side screen, you weren't getting what you were getting for no, the, no, the no, main no, entree. No. no. Um, so yeah, so we, a couple of us, I think there was like six of us, left the group, went to center, pretty much dead center on. Yeah. Um, and and it it was just I got that weird feeling it, again. It felt like Pink Floyd, The Wall, like we were about like we're I, about I, to see some shit. Yeah, yeah. and it just felt the, like the that. feeling was definitely like uh, uh-uh. all right, everybody like like know where your buddy is. Like it's gonna get dangerous right now. Yeah, and and there was um, you know everyone's exhausted. Not not that everyone's not having a good time. People are still going buck wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was just like it's been a long time. So and this is the perfect because Pink Floyd is not your. Let's go crazy type of music. Oh, no. This is thinking no. man's mellow music. Yeah, Put on your headphones, lay down, close your eyes, be by yourself. Lose your religion. Lose your goddamn religion. REM. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Stripes. <laughs> With uh, Bill Murray? It's my favorite movie. So, yeah, so we, we kind of got centered and uh, let the show begin. And uh, he did not disappoint. No. Not that I thought he was going to disappoint, but he actually was better than what I thought. And th- and part of it was, I-, I cheat nowadays. We have the internet, so we can kind of see what bands are doing. I knew he was going to pull out some specials, but uh, George and I, we went to, with other people, we've we've seen The Wall, and I've seen it before. I've um, seen him do Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety. Um, so we've seen the, the two big monsters, and I've heard... I've heard some animals and I've heard some um, wish you were here but we actually got for the most part we got all of animals and all of wish you were here mm-hmm. besides shine on six through ten, ten. we got one through five which yeah. is fine that's fine because one through five is enough the, it's already yeah. that's the that's the main thing yeah so we got to hear the two great albums that are a little the more deeper cuts the deeper cuts of yeah. the great albums no, the whole time I was like fuck yeah this song and he, uh, yeah, and I was like, he's playing a lot of animals. I knew, yeah, knew he was playing animals. And the whole time I was like, all right, give us like a, it's time for you to give us like a hit, like a hit, hit. Not just the song, but, and I, in this time I was just like, for everybody else, I'm in, I'm so deeply into this right now. Yeah. But it's like, you need to come with at least money. For and sure. the whole time he kept teasing money. Yeah. A few times he, he was teasing money. It's not the, it's not told maybe halfway or something like that that he pulls money out mm-hmm. yeah well and he, he did this in an order where he really did do um, yeah uh, he did wish you were here and pigs in order yeah uh, he, he he switched a couple songs but he did those two back to back so for an hour we were just locked into wish you were here and pigs which aren't forgiving animals Songs or what did they say? Pigs. Pigs. Yeah, animals. That an- pigs are an animal. Yeah, no, I understand um, that. You did. The album's not called uh, Pigs, though. So it's okay. No, no, I'm just making sure we're all on the same page. That's Dogs. it. That's it. Anyways, so uh, let's let's go through it. Yeah. And and I'll, uh, the couple ones that stuck out that are are little game changers from what their usual um, kind of normal playlist. Normal Roger Waters playlist. Yeah. Speak to me, breathe. Of course. Yeah. I mean that we've all. 
everyone knows Dark Side. When when it just drips in to breathe, that that chord yeah. and just that mm-hmm. the little massage of the Dark Soul. Yeah. Breathe. Beautiful. But then he goes set controls of the Heart of Sun. Deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. Not absolutely. ready for that. that. That's some back to Sid Barrett days. Um, and it's really, it's such like a 60s psychedelic song. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little aged, but it's cool. Yeah. It's aged because it's like Pink Floyd, everything copied Pink Floyd. Yeah. And it's like, we know that as Pink Floyd, but it's like, no, they, they're the ones who did that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they made the, did. they are the cliche because they made the cliche. Yeah. Everyone that tried to sound psychedelic yeah. was trying to be Pink Floyd then. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice uh, switch. Then they did One of These Days, which is another fucking great song. Yeah. Just a great jam song. They go into time. So so they they did they did go in order. We're doing Dark Side. Besides a couple little shifts there. Time, Breathe, Great Gig in the Sky, Money, Us and Them. Boom. Dark Side of the Moon. And, and I mean, they got the laser show. They got the background singers. They got the black chicks. Yeah. They got the sound effects. They stuff. got the. Yeah. Oh, well, George was saying that uh, Roger Waters was kind of the. the brain, executive producer executive of producer, the, the sound. Sounds. Well, systems. so you had like helicopters, and I know that's in the album, but even the way he would make his voice echo. So you'd be like, ah, and you'd hear it over here, and then you'd fly around you, and then it would fly Is behind there anyone you. out there? Yeah, it was really disturbing. Yeah, and and like George said, it was almost too many speakers. But then you got it because it, it, it would be literally next to you, and it would be on the complete opposite side. Then it would be in front of you. Yeah, it yeah. it was it was like having headphones on in the great gig in the fucking sky. Yeah. Um. So so they they start off with dark side. Uh. Then they go into this is this was kind of uh uh um. I think one of his first times he played it in Mexico was Fearless off of Metal, which yeah. is one of the songs I'll be, I'll be playing off the yeah. Metal album, which is before Dark Side. This is right before they blew up, but Fearless is this really mellow, trippy song. Uh, then he, uh, they do You'll Never Walk Alone, but I think that was just, they were playing that on the uh, overhead. Like in the background. In the background, yeah. getting prepped yeah. for, and this is this was the, my favorite part of the show, is... My favorite, one of my, you know, besides, uh, it's so hard to do a list and I don't want to do a list, but this is one of my favorite songs of all time, Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Uh, And then they go into Welcome to the Machine, Have a Cigar, Wish You Were Here. Boom, there's Wish You Were Here. All in one shish kabang. Mm -hmm. And George will be doing Wish You Were Here soon enough. Uh, an intermission. I don't really remember an intermission. Intermission. It wasn't a proper intermission. Was that when they were doing the Trump stuff or was that during the songs? No, Trump was like, oh, maybe, maybe was just during pigs. I think it was uh, okay. Yeah, the intermission was when the chimney started rising. Yeah, yeah. So this is when time we, to go to the wall. Yeah, or or uh, no, now now you messed up. Sorry, animals. Animals. Yeah, yeah. no, we're all over no, the place. I know. If, if you know the cover of animals, you know the big buildings and the chimneys, the smokestacks. So those start coming up. I, an intermission was probably thirty seconds. Uh, this is the one switch that they did for. Um, Animals now. I feel like pressure to say the album name. Get it right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pigs on the wing. You know what I meant. He does Pigs on the Wing one and two. The only difference is Pigs on the Wing two comes at the end of the album. It's the only difference. But he, they didn't play Sheep. 
Um, but I get why they didn't. Uh, dogs and pigs are they're like 13 minutes long each. And he gets and and this is when it gets uber political with the Trump stuff. Yeah. So to, to throw in uh, to throw in sheep here wouldn't be like. Yeah, we've, fitting for the theme of what's ar- going on here. Yeah, and we've already been bashed with yeah. uh but dogs and uh pigs. Yeah. The guitars I've always those are always my favorite guitar. The I know Gilmore wasn't playing them, but the guitarist they have is more than adequate. And yeah. he's playing pretty much right he's to playing Gilmore. Yeah, he's playing Gilmore to, to the T. Yeah. But it sounds goddamn beautiful. Um that was that was definitely a highlight there. And then they go into the album that we've covered before and we've been <laughs> Happiest Days of Our Lives and do another brick in the wall. Mother, run like hell. Then we go back to brain damage from Dark Side. Um, and to Eclipse. And then uh, he stops and they count it as a song, but he just reads a poem, is actually a pretty decent poem that he wrote for the two thousand for two thousand four George Bush, Bush election. Yeah. And just saying how shitty George Bush is. Uh, and then he goes into one of my favorite little pretty songs, Vera, which you, which we talked about. On Vera the, Lynn. And, and it's almost like the medley from Abbey Road. You do yeah. Vera, bring the boys back home, into Comfortably Now. Yeah. No, uh, once he, like, that whole first 10, 12, what do we have there? Uh, 12 was just kind of like, oh, shit, what the fuck's going on? And then when he played... Uh, when he played Where Should We Here yeah. it was kind of like okay cool <sighs> I yeah. sung we like a breather a like a breather song and not that it's like some light hearted tune or whatever but yeah. it was heavy 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 and mm-hmm. then Where Should We Here and then heavy 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 um, and yeah well, and if ta- you haven't seen Roger Waters that dude is a showman and he will be coming soon yeah Us and Them tour coming 2017 We're gonna have to figure out how to do that yeah uh, figure it out yeah, a- Animals is not an easy album to Mm-mm. just digest, but Mm-mm. it is rewarding, and it's very topical for yeah. any any time. Yeah. Um, the metaphor of Pink Floyd continues to uh, reinvent, reinvent itself. Yeah. And, and make itself uh, relevant. Yeah, listen to... Uh, he, he was just on Mark Maron, WTF. Really good interview. Uh, two, two brother, two cosmic brothers that were wearing uh, Indian rings. The same turquoise, turquoise company ring from yeah, it was pretty cool. Great podcast, uh, and you don't need to get political about it. Yeah, and and, and yeah, this I, I don't mind someone being political if you if you have something to say. And I, I think he even said that he goes, I have this, I have the the platform to say something. So Why I'm gonna fucking I? say it. Yeah. yeah. So he had the big pig come out, and Trump is a pig. Um, and this time they didn't lose the pig. He was he had a pig in 2008 Coachella and they lost it. Oh really? Yeah, and they got flew away and landed in someone's yard, and they, <laughs> they got paid ten thousand dollars. Why? Just for oh, getting for returning reason? it back. Wow. Yeah, it must be really fucking expensive. Yeah. Be like, dude, I get ten thousand cool. dollars. But yeah. it must be weird to wake up and there's a huge pig. Is that Roger Waters? Is that a pig in my <laughs> inflatable giant fifty pig? foot pig? <laughs> so um. I mean, if you're a Pink Floyd fan and you hear that set list, you cream yeah. your pants. Yeah. And it's it, every he sounds great, his voice sounds great, his backup singers. And I know they're, you know, George and I were saying that the, the other bands are a little, the opening bands were a little more fresh or just kind of off the cuff doing different things. He pretty much plays it to the click, like yeah. you're hearing what the record is. Mm-hmm. And people could say, well, just listen to the record. But there's still that huge live aspect. Of oh, it. yeah. 
A, a, a Roger Waters show. Yeah. He's giving you everything. It's a and fucking more. spectacle. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, what a way to end uh, Desert Trip. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was, a, it, I got my money's worth. I think everyone did. I'm glad that everyone made money there. I don't want to hear about all this fucking selling out shit or whatever. It, it was every classic rock fan from my what age, dream? George's. 60 year old dudes from from the from the uh, leading weeks months leading up to to the actual festival to after I mean yeah all of it was uh, a well run tight ship and very very enjoyable and we knew it was gonna be I mean we've been going to Golden Voice uh, Coachella for years we've all had you know we've been I've been almost since the beginning but they just keep getting better and, and like I said the, with the bathrooms now, and, yeah. and yeah just the whole flow you never feel like it should be a lot more. I, I I don't know how they have it under control for ninety thousand people to have that flow. Yeah, there's parts where you waiting in line, but fucking yeah. stop. Yeah. This isn't your world. No, it, it's a it's a well oiled machine. Yeah, they they got it down, yeah. and uh, I think it was meant to be that they like. I'm glad they didn't try to figure this out ten years ago, mm. and it would have been just thrown together hastily. Like mm. this was. I think they wanted to do this for a while, and they just wanted to make sure they had the. Yeah. The structure done do that. It, you do it well. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and I hope they do. You know, a, a one one next year. If not next year, they like have they, even if it takes them two years. Yeah. To in between shows. Okay, can we coordinate like another Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or do fucking you know uh, the Police or 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 uh, Genesis or whatever Stevie Wonder. like Stevie Wonder, Elton John, any of these guys, yeah. and do another desert trip like Legends kind of thing like that. Yeah. Um, I think they would. I think they would do well. Yeah. So let's let's go into the final two songs. Um, yeah. We're gonna do mine first, and then we're gonna we're fade out with the uh, the the song that you know. It's just you know one of the greatest songs ever. Yeah. So I I wanted to go off the cuff of the the big four. Um, this song always just jumped out at me. Uh, it's. I always like knowing it's right before they were already I mean they could already live off the money they were making from being the smaller psychedelic band but this is right before the the everything just yeah. went to fucking sh- new level stratosphere and they became one of the best bands of all time and this is such a mellow easy going Pink Floyd song there's not a lot of there's not this isn't a heavy heavy nope. uh, nope. heavy thinker this is just a nice enjoyable yeah and they, um, and they song. they have like a cool so we'll, we'll talk about the breakdown of it but let's just go into it um and it's off the is it 70 1970 album one metal yep uh 1971 San Tropez San Tropez as I reach for a peach slide around down behind Sulfur in Saint-Tropez Breaking a stick with a brick on the sand Riding a wave in the wake of an old sedan Sleeping alone in the drone of the darkness Scratched by the sand that fell from our love Deep in my dreams and I still hear her Rain on the airplane, born in a home with no 
moment where Roger Waters is carefree. Yeah, totally, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. a beautiful thing. Um, it's Saint Tropez is it, and now I almost feel like it's where every rich person goes on vacation. But this is where the band would go a lot. Um, obviously, they're British, so they're right near France. Um, and this is just the kind of destination where you go to uh, let go. Yeah. Uh, as they reach for a peach, slide a ride down behind the sofa in Saint Tropez. Breaking a stick with a brick in the sand, riding the wave and the wave of an old sedan. It's it's got jazz chords to it. It's got that and the jazzy way to it. This is a, a jazz song, not really a rock song. Um, and it's just about I, I'm not gonna say what it's about, but it's just got this feeling of complete vacation. Um, just getting lost in the day to day nothingness yeah. of kind of being successful and enjoying the uh, the fruits of your labor yeah yeah and, and and it's really nice to hear a song like this from Pink Floyd yeah you, it, it, from here on it's, out it's it, not easy listening all the time no it's, it's almost never easy listening you, you gotta be in a mood for it but yeah this is their and this little piano solo yeah it's that rockabilly or not rockabilly but like that old boogie woogie boogie woogie It's, it's a day in the life of a lazy, drifting person. Pink Floyd member. Yeah, and, you know, they were, uh, they'd like to have fun. And this, this song gives, gives that vibe of just uh, um, letting, letting all the, the pressures of life, maybe even go for a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm drinking champagne like a good tycoon. Sooner than wait for a break in the weather, I gather my far-flung thoughts together. Speeding away on the wind to a new day. And if you're alone, I'll come home. Um, open a book, take a look at the way things stand. Just kind of read up, relax. Uh, but he's also singing to a girl. There is some kind of, or a love, whatever it is. Someone that's not there with them. So there's a little sadness underneath the whole thing. You know, it's not like party time. I'm on vacation. It's it's like a I guy sitting like on a I got, on, on a on a lounge lounge chair on the beach, on a sandy beach. I got nothing going on, but I'm kind of a little lonely now. Yeah, I think. like oh, this is dope, but there's something still itching at me. Yeah. Um, and great lyric, like great uh voice too. Oh, totally. Whatever yeah. is going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just that, that like, you know, yeah. like I, I talk about some of the whispery singing that it finds me, but this he's not trying to like affect like he's just it's pretty much talky singing. It's pretty though, it's great melodies and again this the the reason that these bands are still here is they're melodic writers. If you can figure up melody you, you won't way. Yeah, you won't be as forgotten. Or you, your shit will just last. That's why some music just if it doesn't have a good melody or hook, you get not that this song's big at all. I don't know if a lot of people would even know this song. But yeah, I, I really just like having this as a beat. This is a song, a Pink Floyd song you could play at the beach. Um, 
So but it's, it's almost like a Mac DeMarco song. Yeah, and they but they can't let go of their. There's always a. Heady. They're still heady. Heady anywhere they go. They can't let it go. Yeah. They're just, they're, that's just not in their DNA. No, definitely not. Um, really cool jazzy chords by Gilmore. Little solo blips coming in. Um, and I just, I, I like a song that lets everyone kind of shine for a little moment. Some, it's, some bands overdo it. It's like, all right, here we go with the guitar solo and then a... Uh, organ comes in but this one seems perfect and the the piano solo just sounds so yeah. you know rest in peace Richard Wright this this sounds very carefree again his his fingers are almost just kind of dancing off it You, uh, I'm glad you chose the lighthearted Pink Floyd song. The only and, one. I, and not that the song I chose was. Uh, well, we almost went. We almost went song in ever. a different direction. You were gonna go old school, Sid Barrett. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a moment, see Emily play, which mm-hmm. is another interesting yeah, dynamic we, of them, which is totally different. That I mean, that doesn't even seem like a, the same band. Pink Floyd, no. See uh, Emily play. My reason I got into Pink Floyd was uh, in sixth grade, I met a dude named Javier, uh, and we became best friends. And the first thing uh, we bonded on, as far as I remember, it's been a while now, but uh, was music. And he, he was the guy that I credit for his brother was for Deftones and I like got a lot of these other bands. And he, him and his brother were big, big uh, Pink Floyd fans, but specifically Sid Barrett fans. Um, so that's how I got like trying to increase Diamond and like all the old shit and like watching that like documentary or video of Sid Barrett like tripping on acid and in, oh, in the, in the, the movie he made yeah in yeah. the in the by the river or whatever and uh, actually the, my friend Javier's uh, AIM email address was uh, CMLE play 65 and uh, CMLE play was just one of those songs it was like this is Pink Floyd I get it like, that documentary gives me weird. weird. It makes me feel weird. It, may, it oh, brings yeah. me back to my times doing that as a as a youngin and just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sorry, God. So no, no, it was just just like Pink Floyd going cover. Like we, you and I were mentioning uh, earlier that for me, <clears throat> the two bands that I became like obsessed with was the Beatles and Pink Floyd more than any other and then Radiohead you know would follow later but it's like my I was Pink Floyd all at all steps of Pink Floyd yeah I just entrenched myself in um the song I chose was Wish You Were Here because I think it's my I think it might be my favorite song of all time uh or for what that's worth you know Um, but it's the song that I will consistently choose as my favorite song. Yeah. Um, and just what it, I mean, there's nothing you can't relate. There's nobody who can't relate to Wish You Were Here. Um, and it's got one of the best lines, uh, in music of all time, which is, uh, we're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl year after year. Yeah. over the same old ground. What have we found? Same old fears. Um, it's one of the best songs ever. Yeah, and you could go the, the, the two lost souls. The, the the thing that I think keeps my this song senior quote. 
the song. I'm <laughs> just two last souls. Where we gonna push? Oh shit. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, going to school in the seventies, bro. <laughs> uh, 1990. We're just two last souls swimming in the fishbowl. There's so many. I, I, this song it seems more directed, and I know this is about Sid Barrett. But anyone that just says this song is about Sid Barrett, that's all. You're yeah, just you're it's obviously way more than that. Yeah, it's way more universal. It, it does feel much more friendship than lover. Yeah, but it, I mean, at the end of the day, you could look at your mom and say we're two lost souls. You could look at your brother. Yeah. You could look at your best friend. You could look at the stranger down the street mm-hmm. who you don't even know and just be like, "Man, what's yeah. going on? We have no idea." Yeah, um, everyone's at where as much as someone's doing great, someone's doing shitty. We're, we're all, all in the same fishbowl. Yeah, we're all there, and and that, I think that's where the universal kind of feeling comes from. It. Besides it being their best written song, poetry-wise, uh, and let's go into that. Yeah, lyric lyric-wise. So you think you can tell heaven from hell? So that that he does, he starts off just doing this. Well, I like the so, like it so, but uh, of the the nonchalantness of it. But it, it, when you start so, and I was listening to someone talk about this, it's true. It's like if 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 you did something, and I'm like, did you go to the store? Or I'm like, so did you go to the store? It's like you're already you're already being like accusatory, or you're already being like okay. so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, instead of like, I, I just saw it as very. I see it as very conversational. And it's like, uh, oh, so. Do you think you can tell? How but the way you know? you're, but the way you're saying that, it's like it's still, so, it's still so accu- I heard, it, I heard you right. think you're right. You know, it's still a little, it's still a little accusatory. I, I never really thought about that, but there's, it's not like. Do you think you could tell? Like, didn't start off like, do, do you think you can tell? Yeah. And that's a little more dreamy. It's like, so makes it, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's kind of a nice little, so, like, well, here we are. Here we are. You've got everything figured Time out. Time to get real. Yeah, you yeah. think you can tell. And then he, he, they go on the juxtaposition of heaven, hell, blue skies from paint, well, blue skies, green field. Yeah. Um, cold steel rail. Well, I guess it would Greenfield, cold it's, steel rail, hell, or blue skies would be from pain. A smile from a veil, which is a smile or a veil that covers yeah. the smile. Um, do you think you can tell the, these differences of what exactly is good things of life? Mm-hmm. Blue skies, green fields, smiles, heaven, or hell, pain, cold steel rail, which... A cold steel rail compared to an open, beautiful, like green prison, field. prison, yeah. or or just yeah, open sh- fields locked yeah. in, and then uh, uh, someone smiling at you from someone who's wearing a veil, uh, covered off. So you already got that that kind of cool, and, and everything's a question. It's not like this is how it is. It's just like, can you tell me the difference? Is yeah. this better? Is this better? Uh, and then they go into, did they get you to trade your heroes for ghosts? Did they, did they get the your? Did they get you to trade your heroes for ghosts? Is is like uh, you succumbing to empty promises? Yeah, you know, uh, where like you have your heroes and then here's ghosts. Who the fuck knows what these ghosts are? Yeah. But did you trade people that you did maybe sell out? Did you go? Did you? Uh, or yeah, or did you follow people that were actually empty? You followed ghosts yeah, instead you, of your heroes. Yeah. Um, or people that you thought were heroes that deep down they were just as lost or, or a shallow. A, a, a lot of them the, the, keep going with the continuation. Yeah. The so song, this but, one this one goes a little different. And then he goes hot ashes for trees. So that's hot just ashes, like burnt, burnt trees. Burnt down. Yeah. 
And there's a there's there's definitely a a nuclear at bomb sound going off on this second verse. So then uh, hot air for a cool breeze. Mm-hmm. That's you know understood. Cold comfort for change. Cold comfort of just being locked in something that's comfortable but just shallow or just cold sameness yeah. and just yeah cold yeah. hot cold. Um, and then this this line is pretty brutal it's the best one and did you exchange a walk-on part in the war for a lead role in the cage yeah in a cage I, I, I think it goes back to the the quote-unquote selling out is like you, you you'd rather a walk-on part in the war is more admirable than a lead role in a cage you either at the bottom in a walk-on part in the war, meaning you're a, you're a nobody, but at least you're free to roam around. Yeah. But in a, in a cage, you're you're the number one player, you're number one star. But you're number one star in what? Why? But the the weird for thing what? is, yeah, that's true. The the only thing that's weird is from from what you get from war. If war is the first thing, then hero is a, is a thing in war. But also in war, you get hot ashes, you get hot air, you get, well, I don't know, cold comfort. You get ghosts. You, well, I was going to think if for a lead role in the cage, you're a ghost because you're not really doing anything of... Okay. I, I, it could be wrong. I don't know. And then, okay. But you get to see trees, you get to see breeze and change because you're not fighting the war. You're the one that gets to benefit from... I, I mean, I think the walk-on part in the war is more is more of a. Uh, it's definitely, I mean, clearly metaphorical, but it, it's a walk-on part in the war is 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 an is an admirable thing. Oh, for sure, it's but, an admirable but, thing. Not I don't I don't think the war necessarily has anything to do with what's going on. Yeah, um, I, I think they're just saying it's an admirable trait. Like a walk-on part in the war is basically you volunteering for fucking service. Right. But they're saying you're a nobody for a noble cause, but in a, if you're a, if you're a lead role in a cage, you your, no, your noble cause doesn't matter. Chances are it's not because you're in a cage. So you're either the most important person in the cage or the least person least important person in a war. Yeah, but it doesn't say like it's still a question mark. Sure. Because yeah. then he goes, then how I wish you were here. Yeah. So. How I wish the guy that that went to the war and died, or the guy that is stuck in the cage but he's still around, or or now he's stuck in the cage. He used to be that free bird. How I wish you were here, because no matter what, at the end of the day, none of that none of that really matters as long as you're you're here. If you weren't here, we could talk about how great you were, mm-hmm. but you're not here. Yeah. So no, it doesn't. And, and, and obviously, you know the the. Allusions to Sid Barrett on this one. Yeah, is like I wish you were mentally still here. Yeah, what did you trade your sanity for? Why did you do all these? You know, you were you were looking for that lead role in a cage, oh, or oh. you were you were you know, Le- or the walk on part that he was fighting the good fight. Uh, we're fighting the system sure. in his own way. We're gonna take. We're gonna expand our minds. We're gonna push our. We're we're gonna be. We're gonna be the ones that change the world. Yeah, for my sanity. Yeah. And now you're a shell that's stuck in a cage. I don't know. There's yeah. There's so there's many lot, different there's ways. There's a lot going on. But it's it's always the all he does is just keep going back and forth between these two different exchanges. Um, all question marks. There's no there's no pointing to I'm on this 
side. Mm-hmm. It's everything. Or you're like, wrong, or you're yeah. you fucked this up, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it all, you just going back to the fishbowl. Year after year, we run over the same old ground. No matter if you're doing this, the hero, or you're doing the the in the cage. Have we found the same old fears? You're just we're still back at square one. Wish you were here. And the thing is, like, we're at we really fought the same fight. We're at the same place in life, but yet, you know, we have at the end of the day, what did we do? We had the same problems. We have the same old fears. We're, yeah, with all this change, we're still. But I wish you same. weren't. So I wish it, I wish you came through. I guess. Yeah. I, I wish you made it through the way I did. Yeah. 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 And what was it worth going as far as you needed to go, or did, or he might even be making fun of himself. Mm-hmm. He might be saying, "I'm the one who kind of pulled back and was timid," and you, you were the one that went forward. Was it worth it, trying to be so thinking you're a good deed for forward, yeah, forward I, thinking or whatever that you sacrifice yourself for what? Yeah, and then you could take that to so many different levels with yeah. people dying in wars and shit. Some people sadly fight for wars that don't mean anything and that's terrible uh and then some people don't fight in wars that they should because they think it's wrong and that's just as fucking bad too yeah uh so what we're trying to say is join the army uh and wish you were here like i said it was my fucking freshman or high school senior fucking who gives a shit quote uh for my yearbook and another uh very vivid memory I have of this is when we were at Kern River uh, several years back and uh, we had been having some fun on some substances and whatnot. And we're sitting there and uh, we were walking over our, we were walking over to a bridge that's at Kern River and it's a very beautiful bridge and I remember as we were walking the away bridge. As we were walking away, I asked Charlie, I was like, uh, hey, can you play, uh, Wish You Were Here, just the guitar parts for this? And then you started playing it, and then our friend Boris started playing along with it, and then all three of us were singing together while we were there, and I remember it was just like, that was fucking beautiful. <laughs> and it, it, it was, it was, it was, it was beautiful. And I just, like, asked you, and you were just like, do-do-do, do and then yeah. Boris jumped in, like, with just the, you know, the G, the B, yeah. whatever, and jumping in. Which you need. You need to have two people do oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need the lead and the acoustic. And, and it was just, I was just standing there, and you guys were playing, and it was beautiful. Uh, and I'll think of I, the song, you know, it, if I, just the amount of memories I have of the song, that's that's just one of the many there. Well, that one, that, I, I do remember that one. That I was a little fuzzy, so yeah. that kind of escapes me, but yeah. I do recall that moment. Um, and there's also a lot of pressure when you're in a state yeah. and you need to come up with stuff and be like, remember the fucking song, yeah. keep it together. <laughs> well, no, the thing is like, and then once it's do 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 do, we we we, we did uh, have a couple hiccups, but it's like, oh no, it's now it's dun, 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 yeah, yeah, and and it's it's like I was saying with Blackbird, I think it's one of those just. Deep Purple, like that's the first riff you learn, but like, wish you here. You ask any fucking asshole. I, with I that barely acoustic. know how to play guitar and I know how to play. Yeah, so, you just yeah. do that. Do, 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 do. You can yeah. do that. And then you eventually learn the solo. And then you realize when you look at the chord progression, if you're trying to be like, how do I remember it? Just look at it and then watch the first four chords and then notice that all it does is transition to the mm-hmm. first four chords again, but it switches them. Mm-hmm. And then once you get that, you're like, oh, I got this. Yeah. Um, and I can write Wish You Were Here. 
Yeah, and then anyone can write wish you here. Good yeah. luck, guys. I already have 17 of them. I'm on my 18th wish you were here. Uh, this has been a hell of a podcast, Charlie. I know. It's been we're, a- we're creeping up on four hours here. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> we were supposed to do Abbey Road, folks. We were planning on recording Abbey Road today, but it's, it's just, just not going to happen. Um well, and one other thing about the song is yeah. the whole breakdown. The do 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 does a little scat singing. There's sound effects makes, on this song. There's acoustic guitars. There's heavy parts. There's soft uh, parts. Yeah. There's, there's 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 it, everything. It comes in from uh, the, the radio when he's switching stations from the yeah 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 just all well it's from the end of uh, have a cigar. And it's very cocky that they did it that way. Think about it. So the beginning of this song, it's coming in from have a cigar. Have a cigar. Where it gets sucked into the radio, and then, which is like I think it's like a Beethoven song, um, goes into this, and it's on the radio, and he's like flipping through, and he's like, yeah, I'll keep this song. This this is a good song. Yeah. So they're already being like, oh, this will be on the radio, which mm-hmm. is be, it's one of the number one staple classic rock songs of all time. Yeah. And then it has a guy like you hear him sniff, and then he starts playing along, which every generation of fucking Kids guitarists did. <laughs> They're already saying this is like they knew people will be playing this for good. a long time. Yeah, yeah. He starts playing along, and then it just sucks into the Pink Floyd world, yeah. and uh, there goes the song. Um, what was one other thing I thought I was gonna mention about Wish You Were Here? I guess I guess that's it. Um, oh, it started off like boom, bee dee doo, boom. No, no, it goes doo dee doo doo doo. They started off like a quicker, kind of like bluesy, and they were just like. I wish, I wish you here. You're queer. Give me beer. Uh, Echoes is fucking tripping me the fuck out in the back here, dude. Yeah, this is making me feel weird. <laughs> this is when they were really lighthearted. Oh, yeah. This is when they were in Santa Bay, and then the acid yeah. kicked them. They were like, oh, remember when we were at the beach? Maybe we shouldn't have taken so much. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Echoes. Fuck Pink you Floyd. You great band. You beautiful, beautiful <laughs> Pink Floyd. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I wish everyone was uh, here. Yeah. And, uh,. God bless all six acts uh, and the respective bands. Um, yeah. It was a weekend to remember, and uh, definitely forever will because that <coughs> lineup and the, to not remember. Hey, uh, yeah, lineup of of the ages. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I I I'd only seen Roger Waters once before, and it was uh, for the wall. And again, my favorite song, and then I didn't have any expectations of whether or not he was going to play this or not, but he played it, and... Uh, you didn't think he was going to play this? No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't pay attention to the set list or anything like that. I'd only seen him as The Wall. I, whatever. They I, played I, it I didn't the wall, expect too. to play it. No. No. I'm going to look that up. Anyways. I feel like he plays it. I don't want to be wrong on record, so... Um, <laughs> I'm cutting this off. <laughs> we will go into the song. Uh, if you have made it for whatever fucking reason into three hours... And I'm not listening to this 48 shit. 48 minutes... I'm not either. 48 minutes <laughs> in. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, that was very weird of you. Uh, yeah. Um, this is Wish You Were Here. So, Charlie, any last words? Um, if you are musicians out there, and I've seen some of you 
see people listening on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and then I see pictures of them. They're holding guitars, so I'm mm-hmm. guessing they're musicians. It's musicians. Let's try to write good music. You gotta leave your blood on the page. Let's write good music. Yeah. All right. It can be done. Clearly, don't just be, because don't stuff be scared. from the '60s and '70s uh, and yeah. '80s don't be and intimidated. 90s has, just because we're sta- always standing on the shoulders of giants, you're gonna die. You yourself can't you're become giants. You're gonna die right from your fucking your soul. Sing the to page. the universe. Look at the universe. What do you have to say to it? Yeah. All right. That's what exactly. I have to say. Wish you were here. Love you guys. Uh, www.thisismusicpodcast.com. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a taint? Shit, cunt, motherfucker. Don't forget to vote. We get the vote, man, man, man. Or don't vote, bro. Yeah. Protest vote, bro. Wish you were here. There's nothing wrong with the protest vote. It is. No, that's You're not. not. Not if you don't live in a swing state. No, you should still vote. No, nah, vote if you don't. If you don't care to vote, don't vote. Definitely vote. If your heart doesn't let you vote, for there's, there's either pro- one of the two candidates. There's propositions. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't not vote for propositions. You should like not. Cut your off, bitch. Leave.
Same old thing. 